Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome new listeners to the Todd Glass Show. Before we get going, here's some stuff you should know. To tell if it's a bit or the truth from Todd If he says potato salad or swear to God Those expressions are comedic, little darling If Todd means the truth, he always says to George Carlin And on the topic of bits, let's erase any doubt Todd's almost always joking when he says edit it out The intro goes long, cause Todd's so big-hearted Other podcasts end before his recorded on a phone but don't worry the audio of the show is at a higher quality you know the podcasters association voted the time last show with number one so welcome wow. to the show well hello how you doing Right, let me get this out of the way. It's for a band. You know, when I say band, keyboards and drums. And I'll make this quick. Um, if you, preferably that you know each other. Sometimes I'll get an email from a keyboard guy going or keyboard girl saying, hey, I'm available. Can you get a drummer? I want the, you both to know each other. You've played together before. And... Uh, one of the things is for the High Plains Comedy Festival in Denver. And that would be like on the 25th, possibly, and the 26th. And by the way, to George Carlin, the High Plains Comedy Festival, I saw a list of some of the names that are going to be there. Holy shit, there are so many great comedians at that festival. Maybe it was a little easier to get people because everybody likes to go to Denver. It's a fun place to go, but... um and I'm sure it's a great festival in that, but it helps when it's also in a great city. So 
That's going to be unbelievable. Now I'm only I'm I'm going to be doing drop-ins on some shows starting on the 23rd, but my actual shows that I'm looking for a keyboard player are just Friday and Saturday, the 25th and 26th of August. Email me at Todd Glass Comedy, and uh, I'll let you know some more details. All right. And speaking of bands. I might need a band also the 21st through the 23rd at Charlie Goodnights in Raleigh, North Carolina. In Portland in September, I have the almighty Joe McKenzie playing. That's right. I'll be in Portland the 28th through the 30th of September. But uh, I'm all set with a band for there. But Goodnights, September 21st through the 23rd. Hmm? Doc's Lab? October 27th and 28th, I need a two-piece. So there you go. Today's show was Danny LaBelle, and he was great. He was really great. A lot of fun. So I hope you're great. I hope you're great. Are you great? Are you feeling good? You are? Are you relaxed? You are? All right, well... Enjoy the show. I'll see you in Washington, D.C. November 30th through December 3rd. Yeah, that's right. It's going to be great. All right. Enjoy today's show. I love Stephen Fine Arts. Now entering Nerdist.com. I'll leave, I'll have this mic. Danny, can you hear me? <laughs> this guy, let me tell you something about Danny LaBelle over the, over, the, over the house system here as we come in for a cold opening. He goes, Todd, I'm going to show your podcast the respect it deserves. I don't even want to tell you what it is. I'm going to tell you the way he comes, comes in. You're, you're going you're gonna to see it. And he treats, he treats this podcast with the respect it deserves. Ladies and gentlemen, Danny LaBelle. Danny LaBelle, he's, he's got white gloves, a top hat, and a cane. Swear to, to George Carlin. Take your bows. He's going around to the band. Tonight we have Timothy from the special on, on piano. We have on, on sitting in on drums is Peter, who put some love into this podcast through carpentry work. Now he sits in as an honorary drummer. Danny's shaking his hand. Gabe is on uh, trumpet, playing one-handed so he can shake Danny's hand. And Mike, who also put some love into this podcast through carpentry work and rewiring and everything, sits in tonight. With uh, We're going to give him a tambourine or the clicker. Guess who else is here? Wait, Danny left. <laughs> Danny left. You know what? Maybe we should play better. We, we need to play maybe bigger, faster. I bet he wanted it faster. Like, really? Here we go. Danny LaBelle, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. John Brad Wagner is standing up, wearing a tuxedo, a chocolate brown tuxedo with a bow tie. He's reshaking everybody's hands. Gabe is forced to let go of the hand that he makes the sounds of the trumpet with. He's shaking Katie's hand. He shakes uh, uh, John Bernweiner's hand. Have a seat. Give him some sit-down music. Cut. 
Wow. Danny LaBelle. It's great to be back on the show. We got to wrap it up. <laughs> First of all, I'm glad you're here, but you know me. Give me one minute, and, and, and let me just uh, explain a few things to everybody so we can get everybody in the current. So I asked you to sit there, but I've been to other podcasts, and they make people wait too long sometimes, so I don't want you to do that to you. So, But I want to recreate how you walked in here tonight before I get okay. take care of some business, as they say. Um, you, have a, you have white gloves. And a cane to George Carlin. He comes in here with a jacket, white gloves, a cane, a beautiful black tie. Wait a minute. With Paul McCartney on it, which... With four boys. Four boys. <laughs> he doesn't mess around. We're going to get four boys out of the way, believe me. And then, uh, and then he has a beautiful... He has a, no, no, I mean that in a good way to George Carlin. We'll La- it. Last yeah. time he wouldn't do it. This time I go, oh, I'll open with it, because if he doesn't do it, we're not going to get anything else. <laughs> and he's got a hat on, a beautiful hat, and, uh, and you just look great. You know, you look like John Brand Wagner sometimes when he dresses up for the show. Tonight he's wearing a chocolate brown tux. Is that crazy? Terrific. It looks great with that, that big fluffy bow tie. Not as good as you. So. Not as good as you, but you know what? There's no competition. It does look as good as Danny. You both look wonderful. And guess what else? Now, to me, I like to go slow, because if I don't go slow, I'll rev high the whole show. But if I take 10 minutes mm-hmm. right now to just, you know, explain what's going on, Katie, Aristotle's not here, but because he, Aristotle let us down tonight. Boo! Boo. Aristotle doesn't care Fuck about Aristotle! Fuck Aristotle! Fuck Aristotle! Aristotle doesn't care about us! He said he was going to send <laughs> but there's good news when Aristotle isn't around, only for one other reason. We get to see Katie Levine. Katie, 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 Katie. What? Katie, 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 Katie. Katie, Katie, Katie. Katie, 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 Katie. Katie, 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 Katie. I'm revving too high, but having a ball. So let me take a little more time, Katie. It's, it's, it's great to have you here. And like what I said during that whole thing, I think I said it, but Peter Charnock, who I originally know because he was my manager's assistant now, does like artwork, and he, but he can do everything. He can do just regular hardcore carpentry. He can do things that involve a creative side, and he did all of them at the studio here. Some things are just more carpentry work. Other things, yeah, I hope someone doing it has a little bit of uh, some, some style, and he's got both. Put some love into this studio with um, Mike. Mike, what's your last name? Mike Tamburino, God damn it! How about that Mike Tamburino? Oh, yeah, thing? Mike, Mike Tamburino. Yeah, he works with Peter. Everybody knows Mike Tamburino. Mike Tamburino. Yeah, Mike Tamburino. Mike, Mike Tamburino. Tamburino. Oh yeah, sure. That's what happens when Mike Tamburino walks in the room. All the girls look over there. He goes, "I'm Mike Tamburino." Hey. And he pulls down his pants, and uh, people uh, have the uh, thing. Thank you. <laughs> so, so they're so they're both here. Um, Gabe, who played on, uh, well, Gabe, everyone knows Gabe. Uh, yeah, Gabe, of course. Sure, everyone knows sure, Gabe. Yeah, sure, Gabe. Course. Oh, Gabe, yeah, sure. He showed up with marijuana. Sure, right. But Tim, Tim, who uh, did the keyboards for the uh, for my Netflix special, uh, has never played in the podcast. He's been here before because we rehearsed for the show. But in the new studio, we got keyboards. We got a really cool stand. And give us a little. Wow. Hey, if I go like this, can you do mimic it? So if Danny LaBelle says something like, give me a one-liner, Danny, is that too much pressure on you? Uh, does it have to be funny? No. And then I walked. 
That's all right. Through the night it was supposed to oh, be. Oh, damn. That's more of a visual. Uh, and I wa- and then I walk. Give me, give me some reverb. And, and then, then I, I walk, I walk th- through the night. Through the night. Hit it. Hit it. John Brand Wagner is uh, here. He's here every week, and he looks great. And he's in his chocolate brown tuxedo with his bow tie. And um, Eric and Eric Olson's here. He's always in a good mood. Before the show, I'm gonna explain something that happened. Then we're gonna go on. But Eric Olson. Eric Olson, you are here to party. That's right. Eric Olson, you drive us in the minivan. Meet Jim Gaffigan and Eric Olson. Sorry. Yeah, Eric's mom uh, married a guy up the street. True George Carlin, that's my safe word. Married a guy, his, his, uh, what happened again? Uh, My dad married his wife. And then he married your mom. They both switched partners. You know what, if they were happy, that's a great story, but I heard some things. I know, I know. (laughs) I don't judge them on that. That could be beautiful as much as it could be whatever it turned out. It was okay. In your sick family. But anyway, so so we're all here, and this is the last thing I'm going to say, and then I'm going to, we're going to start. So before the show, we're making a lot of changes. We don't know what it is. It could be electrical, but uh, the air conditioner goes out. So I'm like, I don't, you know, and, it, and it's hot. So the good news is the people that live above me had the same portable unit that I have. It was in the storage in the other garage, and uh, they said I could use it. So we have it plugged in. It's getting cooler in here because now it's dark out, and there's one unit over there wafting cool air into the room. So it's just going to keep getting cooler and cooler. Is it still really cold? All right. So I feel great. I really do. I feel great. Eric's been doing a running bit that I want to introduce to the show tonight because it's funny. Sure. And when everybody says they're going to have a drink, he's the guy. Yeah, I can he, throw a few back. Yeah, he, he's the guy. He's going to drink, and he's trying to act like someone else got him into it. You know, like he, uh, so he never takes responsibility. Like, you know what I'm in the mood for tonight? A nice glass, just a wine. Oh, sure. I could get a little tipsy. Yeah, just a glass of wine. Yeah, that's all. let's knock him down. Yeah, you know what I might do tonight? Have one beer. It just relaxes oh, me. Oh, a little shit face, right? Well, I didn't. That way later he can go, you're the one that said let's get shit face. <laughs> so tonight throughout the whole show, you, you're going to be bringing that back. I, I introduce it in a very mature way. And then SBW, <laughs> my neighbor. Oh, that, that's been making me laugh. I'll mention anything. And he's like a positive guy, but he doesn't. Like, I'll be like, well, anyway, I'll tell him passing. John, I was telling you, my uh, parents just adopted a little Jewish baby. And, um, oh, you don't have to say that about the child. That's well, rude. What's wrong with what I said? Yeah, he's, he's, he's better than Jewish, I'm sure. Oh, no, I was just trying to... That's not bad. It's just like when I would tell you... Oh, like, for instance, oh, my aunt, she's half... Uh, my aunt is... Um, she, uh, uh, she's, uh, I can't, why can't I think of anything now? Uh, she's half Asian, right? My aunt is half that's, Asian. That's not, that's not a cool thing to say about somebody. Why? What's wrong with that? Uh, uh, she's a better than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't understand. Well, no, you shouldn't hate those groups, but you don't have to just, like, I'll be like, <laughs> well, my son, uh, let's take a go. My, my daughter uh, just told me she's a lesbian. I'm very happy. Oh, Todd, she's your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love it. Are you happy? Yes, thank you. How happy are you on a scale from 9 to 10? 30. Wow. Okay, so Peter's going to do a little dance later. Um, (laughs) So I got all that out of the way. So Now, there is cool air coming into the room. It is dark in here. For those people who have seen pictures online, I always like to imagine where we're at. Uh, the studio is just getting better and better and better and better. There's a stage. There's there's new lighting. There's the red table. And... uh, and now we're here, and uh, it's getting... Do you feel it is getting cooler and cooler? I definitely feel it. Well, I have a fan on me, so that could help. So, Danny LaBelle. Ooh, I have a fan. I have a fan. 
Danny LaBelle, ladies and gentlemen. I'm very excited. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know how about you love the rain? Of course I know how about you. Could you could you his album is called Is this on? So I got a question for you, Danny. Could you do me a favor? Could you go up to the stage if you don't mind doing this? And I want you to act like you're performing at a place. You got a little band. We've come to eat maybe there. How, right. What would you like it to be like? Are we? Are, is everyone seated eating or is it just... Uh, no, you're seated, you're seated and on. But we're not eating. No, we're not eating. This is, uh, this is a high class event. The Carlisle. Th- Thank you. Thank you. You know what? Already, I like it better. Why do I have people eating? That's the worst situation you could be <laughs> yeah, if people are eating. Mess up the whole room. Mess up the whole room. So, and then, and then you're coming around. You got your little tight band. You're doing Havana Gila. And you, you walk around. You, you talk to people and shake their hand as you sing? A little bit. Yeah. Why? I just... <laughs> <laughs> like, it's real. Like, of course I do. Why? Is there something wrong with it? All right. So, here we go. Uh... Okay, so uh, let's just bring in maybe... Let me hear a little bit of those uh, keyboards. You got it? A little bit of rumble. It sounds like the band's setting up. Yeah, yeah. And then you hear a little trumpet. You hear the drum just rustling in the drum. I want to thank everybody for coming out to the car lab tonight. And I mean this sincerely from the bottom of my heart. Wow. When I was a kid, I used to hang around with my Zadie. And we would sing... Take it away! Havana Gila, Havana Gila, Badness Mata, hey, Havana Gila, Havana, hey, how are you, son? How are you? What's your name? My name is Havana Gila, Havana Gila, it's great to see you. He asked our name and then he pulls the and mic. I'll tell away. you something else. I see a lot of fine looking people here in the crowd tonight. And I think some of you are going home to do a little Havana Gila yourselves, huh? Havana Gila, baby. And, and tell me, is this your first time here, son? Yes, it is my first time. And, and, and did you ask your folks for tickets? <laughs> Someone's stealing money out of mom's purse. All right. Havana Gila. Havana Gila. Havana Gila. What's your name, kid? Michael. Beautiful. And here's a familiar face. Hey, 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 hey. T- take it down a little. Take it down a little. Hey, take it down a little. Here's a familiar face in the audience. Now this woman's been coming to see my show for how many? 15 years on? About 15, yeah. A real doll. That's the most I've ever spoke to her. Keep it going. Bring it back. Havana running now. Havana running now. Havana running now. Baby's mechal. Oh, hey. Jimmy's been playing on the keys with me here. When did you join the band? Last year. <laughs> I don't even recognize it. Hey, now I want to take you back to a story. I was growing up in a tenement building in the Bronx, and my next door neighbor was, well, what was he? He was a dermatologist, wasn't he? <laughs> Who's seen me here before? Well, I have. Well, what do I always say he was? That part I don't remember. He was a dermatologist. Pay attention. <laughs> have you have to leave. Anyway, uh, a nice man. Arthritic. 
He had arthritis coming in from his right arm when I first met him, traveling down the arm into the fingers. It was sad. His fingers started to look like an old root from a tree. Can I ask a question, what? honestly, and you'll know I'm too George Carr, and I'm being honest. What, is this guy after Havana Gila, he's just talking to the crowd? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Dude, would you rather any song behind you? Because, you know, we could change it. What song do you think would be perfect to be behind you right now? Give me uh, That's Amore. Oh, wait, That's Amore? Yeah. Don't we have that? Yeah, we do. Shut the fuck up. Let's play a little bit. Maybe they can come we're in. We're going to go into it with okay, the story. Okay, all right, go ahead. Now you remember the bonsai trees that used to sit in the Chinatown windows? So this is, I love it now. You're right, this paints such a better picture. Yeah. So let me explain it to the audience. It's always worth taking a minute. This whole room is red as it can be. It's very easy to imagine that he's in a very, very cool nightclub. The crowd is just sitting there, every age, young people. They've all heard about him, old people. He's up on a stage, and he is a big deal. And he's got a trumpet player, he's got a piano player. And, he, and, and this is his background music. Well, he talks to the crowd. Sir, if you speak out again, we're going to ask you to leave. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just want... Sorry, sir. Try and keep the talking to a minimum. <laughs> we had to throw Charlize Theron out of here. I think wow. that's what We this threw her out. Nice Chatterbox. Chatterbox Charlize. Anyway, take it down a little bit, a little bit. Hey, now I remember. You get mad at him in this bit because he won't stop playing. The, like I mean, I mean, really get mad because he got a lot of questions out of that kid. No, no, no! I broke character. I won't go. I won't break character again. You just Thank go you. back to your bit. Now the man's hands look like mini bonsai trees because of the arthritis, and it came in, and I used to weep over his hands. He said it was the only medicine that would help. He'd come in, and he'd have me weep over his frail, arthritic hands. And it was sad, but it was then that he also asked me one time, he said, sing me a song, son. I couldn't have been more than six, seven, 15 years old. And I, and I sang this song to him, and it's a love song from the country of Italy. All right, cue me up for it. Stop playing and then start again. All right. Oh, oh I get it. This is where you can do it again, right into the post. Right and this is a song I sung. This is a song I sung to him. And if you want to cry on your own hands during this, no problem there. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, you're in love. Come on, watch it with that horn. Bells will ring, ding-a-ling-a-ling, ding-a-ling-a-ling, and you'll sing Vita Bella. Vita Bella. Harps will... And by the way, before we go into this, I used to have a harp player. Very sad what happened to him. He passed. He passed on. And, uh, and do you know how it happened? How did it happen? He choked himself on a heart string. It was terrific. Anyway, all right, all right. I'm sorry, I have a dark humor. You like a big pizza pie, that's Who would have thought it? I think that's your hook. You tell a one-liner, get the bank, get something bouncy going behind you. Ba -ba -ba -bum -ba -bum -ba -bum -ba the man had a dark sense of humor. Okay, you get a laugh. And then you tell a joke, and then the minute you hit your punchline, you go, All right, okay, here we go. So you're talking back, a little bumpity bump behind you. And growing up in the Bronx, we knew all kinds of characters. 
Yeah, we knew a guy who had not two, but three big toes. Three big toes. Two of them on one foot, one on the other. Which foot do you think he had two on? The left. <laughs> An idiot. I'm in the moon. It's I like a big pizza pie. People will believe anything. Seat. Jesus Christ. It's not amateur hour. Alright. Now I want to talk about <laughs> my late wife, Teresa. She was a doll. Gorgeous woman. But I always felt she applied too much makeup. I never said it to her. And it's probably my one regret. <laughs> That's what you wish you would have said to your late wife. What's it to you? Wait! I can hear you. Hearts will play tippy tippy tay, tippy tippy tay, like a sweet caramel. Ladies and gentlemen, there when will be a one-hour intermission, and we will be back you with the great. What's your stage Hang on a minute. Name? We gotta oh. hit this. We gotta hit this bridge. Okay. When you walk through a dream, and we've all been there. That little boy from the Bronx dreamt of one day playing this room in the Carlisle. And here I am, right? Right? But you know, you're not dreaming, oh, senor. Well, that's amore. That's amore. All right, all right. All right. The show's over. Go home. Get out of here, you lazy bums. Get your parking validated. <laughs> Danny, you don't mess around. Let's sit down. Let's pull our chairs in. There we go. Wow. I'm now, exhausted. I was very excited to come here tonight. <sighs> and then on the way over here, I got a call. And I think you know who it was from. By the way, you walk in. You went up to that stage. How, how long have we been going, Katie? Half an hour? You did a half an hour. Hank Walderman called me Who's from the Hank network. Who's Hank Walderman? You don't pretend you don't know who he is. He's from the network. Oh, Hank Walderman. And, uh, and he told me, he says, are you on the way over to do the Todd Glass show? Oh, this is true. Yeah. Sure. Do you have I, your headsets in? By the way, I do clean them with alcohol. Good. <coughs> I was concerned if I was going to say anything. Hey, John, you cleaned those with alcohol, didn't you? Yeah. No, John, did you really? Yeah. Y y honest? Uh, to, I hear your to voice. George, to George uh, Stephanopoulos. Yes, that one. <laughs> okay, I got my earpiece. I got my earbuds in now. Well, I want which you is to, a great documentary. And there's other people in the room, and I want you to. I want to hear what you think of this because I was all giddy, like you know, excited to come in here, and then ring, ring, ring. Hank Walderman. Called he calls me. you on your car, on your cell phone. Yeah, it's the same phone I always use. It's car phone, the cell phone. Well, you mean cell thing. phone? You said car phone. Oh, you still have a car phone? Car phone like in the '80s? No, it's the same phone. I Not keep it you, in the, car the character phone. that you're creating. I don't know. No, just me. I have a cell phone. Tag. Of course you do. And Hank Walderman calls Hank me. Hank Walderman. Is he a real person? Yeah, from the network. From the network. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> from the Nerdist Network. Oh, okay. Katie, is that true? 
Oh, it is, is that true? true? He's the head of the network. He calls me up. He says, all right, yeah. you're on the way to do one of our, our shows, the Todd Glass show. I right, said, yeah, of course. of course. I'm so excited. And he says, I want to let you in on a little something and feel free to bring it up or not with Todd. Oh, and oh, he okay. said, let that me the, sit up. I feel I feel like I should pay attention. And I can't I can't do a whole show here without getting this off my chest. No, no, no. Danny, can I tell you something before you even tell me? Yeah, I always appreciate honesty. Well, I don't know if you're going to you know like about, this. Wait, Eric knows about this? Does that have to do with the anniversary? No. No. Why are you no. mad at him? Because, Todd, <laughs> it's, this is what Walderman told me. And this comes from him, and he's the head of the network. i got to take him I in know. first Katie's word. nodding over there. I guess this is true. He said that originally this was supposed to be the Dan and Todd show with me and you, and that you pushed the network to cut me out of it. Oh, Danny, it's not true. How am I supposed to He says, if I look around the studio, there's actually pictures of the two of us that they printed out. It was originally supposed to be both of our show. And they're behind the curtain somewhere. He's hiding. Danny, I swear to you, not a word of that is true. I don't know. Not a word. All right. It's all not true. I can tell you that right now. Your word against the network. It's all not true. Okay. Sometimes this is the way rumors get started. There's a morsel of truth. But then someone blows it out of proportion. All right, I want to believe okay, they told you. The I want to believe you because you're I, my friend. But but listen. tell me, why would Walderman make it up? He didn't. Yeah. Well, I, I was hoping you die. I'm gonna give it my best anyway. <laughs> no, but <yeah. laughs> I've no. I, well, how can it get worse than that? <laughs> What's meaner than that, Danny? First of all, let me stop, and 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 let me sing a song to our audience. Now this the way we uh, this is a nice Mr. Rogers song to get us started. This song comes right in, so I got to be locked and ready to go with this karaoke version here. Can I get some reverb? It's such a good feeling to know you're alive. It's such a happy feeling you're growing inside. And when you wake up ready to say, I think I'll make a snappy new day. It's such a good. Does comedy? Yeah, I make most sure. of my money doing stand-up. I mean, uh, music, singing. Most of my money is singing. So, hello. I like to, you know, my, I'm, I'm the king. I got very famous for this, for taking a show and not being afraid to slow it down. Some people go, oh, once you get on a roll, you better, how about you take a deep breath? You should start calling yourself the king of podcasts, and then that might stick. It worked for, uh... For, yeah, the king of podcasts. Freddie Roman. It worked for, uh, is that what he called it? What did Freddie Roman call himself? Didn't he call himself the king of the cast? What are you doing podcast? over there? Well, what are you? just adjusting the gloves. You're adjusting the gloves. And with this hat... Okay, let me get rid of this. So much shit. That air conditioner's working, but I miss my old one. It took 25 hours for the makeup artist to put these gloves on me. Oh, they're makeup gloves? Yeah. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> See, because you know, let me tell you something about this guy, John Bram Wagner. Do you know his life story about how he met us? No. I, I, I pl- I've talked about it before, but I think it's enough to talk about again. It's a true story. Can we put it through the house? John Bram Wagner. He's from Lawrence, Kansas. This is a true story. Comedy. We have people in the studio that have never been here At before. At the age of 20 in Kansas City. Yeah, that's right. 
at Stanford and Sons. You know he was working at Jason's Deli. He worked at a goddamn deli. And he left <laughs> community college to start comedy. That's a true story to George he Carlin. the movie. Yes. Step Brothers over and over. Unimportant. And over and over some more. It's John Brand Wagner. It was a funny movie after all. Watched it over. And then something happened that changed it all. This is true, listen up. He heard Todd Glass call for a new soundboard person on his podcast. Wow. And he looked up to the sky and he put his fist to his hips and the clouds broke. And the sunbeam shot down on him and it was like (laughs) opening his eyes for the first time. Wow. Or maybe it was like winning the lottery. This is my impression of baby Jerry Seinfeld. What's the deal with my food being airplanes? <laughs> I know a friend of Seinfeld, so I'm not going to partake in that. That doesn't feel right to me. I'm not, you know, I don't want to, I'm not going to jump on board with any kind of humor that's directed doing? at Seinfeld. He's not here to defend. Oh, well, let me tell you something. Did you know Jerry? You're friends with Jerry? I know a guy who knows of him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do... Hold on, let me calm down. Because I am, I am really revving high here. Hold on, let me play... Oh, no. Ooh. How do you feel? Let me, let me talk about it. Because some people said if you're hot, talk about it. It'll make it better. How do you feel the temperature is in here? Getting better? Oh, now that we're talking about it. Uh, and, 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 and then separate from that, how do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> It is a little warm. Thank you very much. It's about time that Peter did something right over on those drums. Give me another drum shot, Peter. If any of the girls you listen to, because he's probably got some girls. Yeah, I'm a regular in the Thaglass show. I do the drums. Go ahead, Peter. Give me some. Okay, Peter. Okay, so um, and keyboard uh, keyboard Timothy, we call him. T- call him Timothy. Um, okay, so do you feel it's getting cooler in here? Yeah. If it's mentionable, it's manageable. It's, that's right. So you got to keep talking about how hot it is. <laughs> That's what uh, that's what uh, Mr. Rogers said. So um, you know what Robert Wool, the actor, once said to me. What is this a true story? True story. What did he say to you? How many years ago was this? It's got to be over a decade ago. Okay, go ahead. What did he say to you? Get out of my way. Back of a theater, and he he had his legs crossed. He was wearing, uh, I think they were like a sailor type shorts. Cool. And uh, he looked real, real big time. And he and he looked at me and he goes, "Kid, credits build credibility." True story. Right. Wait, what, 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 what were you doing in the What were you doing? Let me put this in the perspective so our audience can take that in. Because if I just left it at that, they're going, where, where were you? What was going on? Why would he say that to you? Because I'm an interviewer, and I listen. You know what? Edit that out. You know what? Edit it. Leave it in. I'm sorry. I edit it out. Edit it in. I'm Make tired it of it. Edit it out. Edit it in. I don't know what to edit do anymore. I edit it out. I edit it in. I don't think. I edit in. Edit it in. Edit it out. I don't know what to do. Edit it in. I edit it out. That's my whole life. That's my whole life. That's my whole life. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I, uh, my, I fucked a dog up the ass. Why did I say that? Edit it out. Edit it out. Edit it out. Edit it out. Why did I say that? That's not even fun. Edit it out again. Everybody, let's say things we wish we didn't say, and then we'll say edit it out. Then we'll play the song. And that is called a fucking segment. You're next. I'm going to rip all my shirts off. Edit it, edit, it out, it edit, out. edit it out, edit it out, edit it out. Edit it back in. Edit it back in. Edit it back in. Anything? 
Well, it's hard to think of something when you have a boner. Oh, oh shit. shit. Edit that. Oh, edit, man. Edit, edit, edit that. We should edit that out. Edit it out. Why did you say that if you don't? Edit it out. Uh, edit it in. Edit it out. You want to edit it out? Gabe, did you want to say anything? Oh shit, edit that out. Uh, edit that out. Should we edit that out? He couldn't edit it in. Oh, that's embarrassing. Uh, what did you want to say? What's your name, JBW? Oh boy, I really like that Trump. Edit it out. Oh, I don't know. Do edit that out. Seriously, edit that out. Edit that out. Edit it out. Wait, edit it out. Katie won't hold anything up. She goes, Oh my God, one time me and Aristotle made out in the closet at the. Uh, oh, ed- actually, do edit that out because she's in a relationship. No, edit that out. Edit that out. Why would we say that? That don't make any sense. Anything, Peter? Here's your opportunity. Well, that's, you don't do something like that in the middle of the show. Edit that out. Oh, wow. Edit, Edit it, it out. out. No, why would you Edit do that? He, he can't believe if he met, left his lights on in the truck of his car. Wow, Timothy, is there anything you, would you like to join into this bit? Uh, yeah, I would. What would you like to say? <laughs> oh, you don't? Oh, shit. No, if you're going to do it, do it. No, now I got to edit it out. Because he didn't. You drove by me the... You drove by me the other day. Why are I ref so high? Who's enjoying this? Yeah. Um, I hope you are. That's all I can say. I mean, if I'm having a good time, best thing they ever told me in San Antonio. If I'm having a good time, I always go, I'm having fun. Is everyone else having fun? I'm going very fast. Mm-hmm. And I would genuinely, to George Carlin, like to slow down a little. Because how long have we been going, Katie? Yeah, You're we tripping a- balls, dude. <laughs> Edit it out. Edit it in. Edit it out again. Wow. <laughs> so I want to slow down. You yeah. drove by me the other day. By the way, your car, wash it. But um, I will. Your dog was so cute. Thank he you. He was so happy, and he was the type of two George car. And you, uh, uh, Danny drove by me. I was walking. Well, I, I was, where, I was walking from the gym to the car wash. Not yeah. To, not to brag. And um, <laughs> and um, you drove by, and you had your. What type of dog was he? A pug? Uh, he's a Boston Terrier. He's a Boston Terrier. He's so yeah. cute. And Thank I you. came to the car and I was like, will he be friendly? He's like, the type of dog you want. He's like, yeah. so friendly. Not too much, but he jumped up. Oh, I just wanted to mush his he's face. He's the best. He's the best. How old is he? Well, it changes all the time, Todd. But uh, <laughs> Oh, it does? That shit. Maybe you should. Why, why does it change? Depends who you're talking to. Yeah, it depends what time it is. You know what? Edit that out. It makes edit it that out. Edit that out. Edit it out. Edit it out. This is a new one, so we edit use it a lot. It we just got it. I love when we get the new songs yeah. because Joe just sent us that tonight. And Joe, we love you. I feel like we threw you no love last week, and you have every right to be in a funk. But let me tell you something. I fucked Joe's wife. No, no, no. Edit no, no. it you out. Know what? Why did I say Edit it in. I should have. Well, I just say that to be edgy. I said it to be edgy, and then I and I wish I wouldn't have said it. I just say things to be dark and edgy for no reason. I shouldn't have said that. Can I ask you a question? What? Are you unfamiliar with Robert Wall? Oh, Robert Wall. Well, to tell you the truth, I was hoping that you didn't, uh, because I, I, I thought this bit would make you forget about it, because I didn't know. I know who Robert Wall is. Do you know he played Arliss on the of HBO Of course I show do. Arliss? Now, let's go back to that to prove what a good interviewer I am. Um, uh, you guys know who Robert you is. St- you edit the cough edit out. Edit it out. Ah, that's embarrassing. You know what? If you were professional, you wouldn't vomit in the middle of my show, and that's what <laughs> coughing is, technically. But don't you guys know Robert uh, Wall? Well, first of all, they don't know who Robert Wall is, but I do certainly know who Robert Wall is. Now, why, what was the situation? Look at me. Why is it, why is a, uh, why is a, a, a Gabe on tr- a trumpet? Uh, that's the only way I know him. Why is Gabe on trumpet uh, laughing? 
Because you pointed at him with your cane? Beats me. Why are you laughing, Gabe? It's okay if you're laughing. I just because he's laughing because 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 Danny is pointing to everybody with his cane, like when he when he references them. So, but by, do you know Robert Wall? Yeah. By the way, Jesus Christ, he's now he really pointed at me with the cane. Okay, you guys know. I do I do know who Robert Wall is, but why did why would he say that to you? What was the situation? Were you backstage? Were you well, come on? Right. If people aren't going to believe it because that's gonna, a very dickish thing to say unless you, you explain to walk the context out on the, before the credits. Well, she got it first. Yeah, well, you got to understand that it, when you're in the we'll do whatever comedy we want. world. We don't, hey, hey, asshole. We don't, you know what? That was rude. That was actually edit, rude. I should have said that. I should have said Okay, go ahead. When the floor is yours. I'm going to shut up for 20 seconds. Todd, I don't know if... You, 10 I, seconds. I assume you'll find... I'm done taking a break. Go ahead. I, I think you'll find this relatable, I would hope, but to the rest of the folks here, I'm ver- when I'm you're all- a younger comic, sometimes you'll, you'll get to meet an older comic... And they'll try and impart some of their oh. wisdom from the business. Well, that's a little different. So you're talking about, he's talking to you. He's a nice guy. And I probably prompted him. I probably said, how do you build credibility? And he said, credits build credibility. Okay. Edit it out. No, no. That's no? a good right. thing. Edit that makes- it out. Well, edit, edit it in. It now, edit, so put edit it back in. Edit that's in. fine. Can I tell you, the first time you told me he said that, I pictured it was like, you were walking by him somewhere. I don't know why, but you. So he was a nice guy, and, and that makes sense what he said. We were in a green room in Sag Harbor. At hey, 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 hey! Whoa, whoa! I shouldn't have, I shouldn't hey, have. watch Sag it! Harbor. No, no, no! You don't say that word. It's homosexual. I like that piano. Look at Timothy. <laughs> makes good. Co- dude, boom, 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 boom. Can I tell you something that I learned tonight? Please. And if, if you don't mind, I'll pick up this mic. Oh, so Robert Wall said that to you. I feel like I brought closure to that. That's that's actually clean, good advice. He said credits build I credibility. I don't know what he said. <laughs> Do you, does you does this mean anything? You have the ability to get credit. No, he was saying <laughs> credits build credibility. No, what does that mean, to be honest? Like IMDB? I have a good idea for I think for it's a... one of those things that you... It's interpretive, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you something what I think feel about that? I'm not sure what it means, and I don't want to plow past it. And later, when I'm listening to the podcast, which I do, go, why didn't you just stop and say, what does that mean? Right. So what does that mean? What does it mean to me? To anybody. Hopefully it has one universal opinion. Otherwise, it's not worth sharing with anybody. I guess we'll start by talking about credibility. Credibility is, you know, people find you credible. What, how would you define Does anyone define yeah, How do you explain what he just said? ability to be credible. You asshole. You know, I, I prepare for the show. <laughs> Edit it out. Edit it in. I prepare God, I'm for listening. the show. I want to be think, a good interviewer. But I think, you know, I listen to some old episodes of the show. I'm like, I want to be the best the best guest he could possibly have. You're the be- already you're the best. You know why? Because you're 100% here. And that's Thank to you. George Carlin. And I listened to uh, your interview with Fred Stoller. You did? Yeah. I told and, you not to. Well, I did it anyway. Oh. And, I, and, I, and I saw he brought a lot of showbiz stories to the table. He, yes. And I said, I could do that. You do more than that. What do you mean? Well, I prepared this story with Robert Wall, and I feel like it's underwhelming to everybody, but... Fred Stoller. Fred Stoller got hit by a trolley at the Grove yesterday. Oh, no! (laughs) That's my impression Uh, of Fred Stoller. Oh, no! Oh, no! Fred Stoller's on the phone. Fred, are you there? A trolley! Hey, Todd, it's me, Fred Stoller. All right, I'll call you back. (laughs) Listen, what I want to do... I, a trolley was coming and it hit me and I I got hit from it. It it came at me. It he's the most. Sorry. Let me tell you something. That guy is is a pure love. I he love takes Fred too Stoller. many liberties. He's, he's a pure. He's takes too. That's what Rodney <laughs> told him. Rodney Dangerfield said, "You take too many liberties, kid." Okay, um, okay, okay I'll take less. He's he's all love. <laughs> yeah. He's a good soul. 
I'm yeah. sorry, he's a good soul, but you know I can only handle him once a year. Uh, I, <laughs> thank you, Peter. Um, so I want to say hello to you hello. and shalom. Thank you, because I know you appreciate that. I do, and I want to say we're in no hurry at all. All we have is time on our hands tonight. But there's some things I'd like you to do, and I want to just I want to. I feel great right now. Time is on my side. Don't we is on my side. But I, can I show you one thing before yes, we is. go any further? Yeah. I figured out if I can just learn 10, 15 seconds of a song, I don't have to sing throughout my act. Okay. And I figured out with the band, to George Carlin, like, let me go up to the stage. Do you yeah. mind? Sure. Look, let me explain one more time if anyone's tuning in late. I'm just going to ask if we could come back to the Robert <laughs> Wall thing in a little while. Oh, I'd like to finish that before I go to the stage. So what happened with Robert Wall? Well, we were sitting there. He was wearing like sailor type of shorts, and this is like a visual because you know he's a showbiz guy. People mm-hmm. like. I'm picturing it. Where yet? We're in the green room in Sag Harbor Theater. It's got to be a decade oh. ago. Oh, what are we just talking about? Not Jeez. saying that. Say That's disrespectful. Club. Say a comedy club. Wow. Nobody. And I'm going to say it just because I'm referencing you. Fag Island Comedy Club. What type of way is that? To? You know what? Edit. Actually, do edit that out. Yeah. Nah, leave it in because we have edit to jingle. Edit it out. Edit it in. Okay, hold on. Stop everything. Stop the jingles. Stop the jingles. Stop the jingles. I don't want to hear one more jingle. I don't even want a record scratch. Stop all the jingles. It's fine. Stop the jingles. No, no, I have to run a professional show. Stop the jingles. Stop the jingles. Stop the jingles. Stop. I don't want one new jingle. I don't want Katie, 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 Katie. Stop the jingles. Stop the jingles. Stop the jingles. I, want you I to thought fi- you'd appreciate a good showbiz story. I don't want people to strangle me. So what I'm going to do, because I know people listening are going to be so proud of me, yeah. and, and I'm not going to break this. I want you to tell the Robert Wall story, and then we'll move to the thing I was going to tell. Well, I don't remember what led up to it, but we were sitting there in that green room, and uh, Robert Wall, I remember he had his legs crossed, you know? Nice. Like a big shot. Sure. And he was wearing, Eric, like, sit up. Pay like attention. We're sailor, professional. Like these kind of nautical shorts, I would say. They were like, you know. Danny's turning and working the room if right you now. Ever, if you ever wearing uh, shorts on a boat. Can you know? I ask how he had his legs crossed? Was it knee over knee or ankle over knee? Good question. It was knee over knee. It was a wow. tight, it was a tight knee cross. He's comfortable oh, with himself. Yeah, I like that. Sure, knee That's over nice knee. Cross. And oh, I think he was wearing. Nice I think he was wearing like Dockers, uh, the Dockers oh, loafers. Dockers loafers. Dockers loafers. With no socks. It was. It was a very beachy vibe. Very, very like. He might have just come off a boat. Maybe he was gonna go on a boat. And now we're talking about the actor, the uh, the actor Robert Wall, who yes. some people know from the Batman. You have movie. one minute to finish your story. Well, I mean, Sorry, that's the, I, that's that's Chris whole, Hardwick. That's the whole story, you know. Oh, so why did you want to go back to it? <laughs> no, he did. He said, "Can I finish my Robert Wall story?" And I'm positive about that. And this is recorded. Well, Hopefully, well, I just, Katie goes. I Actually, thought, it isn't. I just we thought I got an. I, I just thought I got an underwhelming reaction from everybody for a real like showbiz. Story. People like to hear about these guys. You, you what do they really like? Katie's? You know. Yeah, let me play this real quick. Katie wants me to play Katie, this. Katie, 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 Katie. You like Katie, 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 Katie. Gabe has a question from the audience. So so I must have asked him. I don't remember what led to it, but I said something like... If you're going to do the guy justice, you shouldn't tell a story about him out of context. I I gave you the context that his legs were crossed. I hope he he listens to this podcast. Can I tell you, and I do mean this, I think if he listened to it, he'd go, Thank you, Todd. Because he did tell it out of context. And I think he... There was that whole Fred Stoller analogy. Fred Stoller? Yeah, remember? Fred 
stolen from co- out of context. He told it from <laughs> <laughs> no context so, at all. So and are, was was here's the point I want to ask, and let's move past this because I have so many things to he get. He said to. that. He okay. said that to me. So who? Fred Stoller? That was my Fred Stoller. Okay, how about um, Robert Wall? Was he nice to you? He was fairly nice to me. He I was mean, very nice to you because you're picky. So if you say he was sort of nice, I bet he was super nice. He wasn't that nice. Well, then, I, then you know what? But That's he wasn't not nice. Well, what more do you want? You know, some people are very showbiz. You know, they're so just, you know, you can't get too close to them. Exactly. They're they're just kind of they have a force field around them. Right. It's a protective thing because of paparazzi and all that stuff. Well, so do, Robert, do he, it, he doesn't have a problem with the paparazzi. Well, I don't well, get into his personal business. I hope he doesn't Todd, listen you know? now. No, no. Uh, uh, listen. I, the, I don't uh, know, uh, but okay. Let me. Let me. Let me. People are just hounded with fans. Okay. You know? So, do you feel like you got your whole story out? Did you feel I do a good job? Well, as I you feel hurt. I told the story succinctly before we even got into this, but t- t- I, nobody seemed to care that I was giving you an inside scoop. Can I tell you what we'll do? What? And, I, and, and I'm being to George Stephanopoulos. We're going to uh, take from when you just told the story. Yeah. I'm going to edit all this out. Thank you. Edit it out. Edit it in. <laughs> edit it out again. Honestly, you have no idea. George Carlin. <laughs> How many times I'm not going to be ready for that? To George Carlin, I wasn't ready for that. Before That's I was great. mocking it. But I say that so many times. When Joe sent me that today, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. I love so anyway, happy that made But I will take it out. I didn't say edit it okay. out. And then we're going to come right in. Like, you just told okay. the Robert Wall story. All right. And guys, don't overdo it. Don't overdo it. You know. Just hmm. come in like we heard it. And we're interested. Don't overdo it. Don't make a mockery of so, it. So I should tell it real quick. Like no, 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 no. Time? We already, we're going to take it back seven minutes ago okay. to when you went, he said to me. Should I just give you like for editing purposes, the word <laughs> credibility or that, something? That would be very helpful. Okay. That would be very helpful. And don't overdo it, everybody. Just do it right. All right, here we go. Okay. So we'll come in right here. We'll come in clean right here. Build credibility. Oh, oh yeah. that's actually a good advice. Wow. Wow. It's you like showbiz story. That's a great that's story. A showbiz no, story. That's a great story. Thank you. That's the best thing. Now, ladies and gentlemen, may you get reverb in my mic. And I've got an award for the best story. Listen up. This is the best story ever told on the podcast. Can I tell you? Wow, that was a good cutoff. You guys are great. I love having Timothy here on the keyboards. We got to get Gabe uh, is here, and also Timothy's here. We got to get uh, obviously uh, back on uh, drums. Uh, Eric on drums. Who's the best drummer? You know, Dr- uh, D- Eric is a great drummer. He's a really Eric on drums. That's right, Eric on drums. I, so, um, I've been enjoying okay. your book, by the way, the Todd Glass situation. Well, thank you. We have an intro for you. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Let's play it. Why not? Let's start this this shit festival. From comical radio and rise of the radio show. Oh oh. His album is called. Oh. Actually, there's a new album. Give it up for Teddy and I brought you one as a present. Uh, don't That's we have another one too? What's our other one for him? I like the other I one brought even you more. A present to the, you this did. Is the Let's new hear album. the other one. The Scottish Jew from oh, Comical Radio. Right. Okay, so that's great. Well, here's your seat. Can I keep this that's CD? That's for you, yeah. Thank you very much. Is that a, it's not a present, but it's not. Well, I'll bill you for it. Thank, it oh, yeah. well, more the better. Edit it out. Edit it in. 
why is that so how do you know like sometimes John will play something and I'll be like how would he know that would be funny there it doesn't make any sense at all but it's like how would he know edit it out like why would you have to edit that out you know but I I've been reading. Okay. okay. I've been reading your book and I really enjoy it. I'd like to talk about my book. Yes. Sure, sure I would. But what I'd like to do right now is slow the show down a little. I'm oh. to George Carlin. Okay. Slow it down. Right. Can't go slow enough. I used to be afraid to slow sh- slow it to George Carlin. That's people going, he's serious. He's serious if he says it. He's serious if he says it. He's serious? Why would he want to slow the show down? Is he is he playing with that? No, I want to slow it down because uh, I'm exhausted. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. No, no, that's a great sound effect right there. It's like, hey, so there I was, just you know, uh, just hanging out at the at the dog park. <laughs> Ooh, no. okay. <laughs> and uh, I said, uh, 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 so I said, uh, Gabe, do you, do you want to play the trumpet on my Netflix special? <laughs> Okay. Ah, <laughs> come on. So at the end, Peter's leaving. He does a great job in the studio. I gave him, I don't want to say how much I gave Peter. And I said, is there anything else I could do for you? It's a true story. And I thought, oh, come on. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. I said, Peter, that, you know, come on. I'll give you, if you need some extra money, I'll give it to you. He goes, no. He goes, you know what I need? Ah, that's just gross. <laughs> this is a professional show. So, uh, do you want to hit a pot? No, thank you. I'm going to have a hit. Do you mind? No, but can I ask you a question? While yes, you I'm it? all yours. So, there's this part in the book where you oh, talk sure. about you were in class shh, and you were. Shh, shh. I want everyone to be quiet while you're talking. Okay. Shh, stop. We got to really. May pretend we all just had hot washcloths. And can you get a tinkling of the piano as he tells this story? Now, there's this part in the book where you're, you, you mentioned that you were sitting in class and maybe you zoned out or something. Mm hmm. And they said, and you say in the book, every week they would move you up a row. Yes, you, you did read the book. And they would move you up a row. Well, I'll tell you what. How many rows were in that classroom, Todd? 52? <laughs> <laughs> I had to stop reading at that point. I couldn't believe anything. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all night. Edit it out. <laughs> Eddie, Edit what's your name? So what I wanted to ask you, I wanted to show you something, which I earned the right to do because we went back and finished that Robert Wall story. Yeah. That was good gro- story, wasn't it? It was a good story. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was one of the best stories. Wow. And people like these things. People like an inside look. I find. Thank you. I love it. That's too much fun when you're high to be able to yeah. make play fake keyboards and Timothy mocks whatever you do. Watch if I go to the low keys with my pointer finger. Watch if I go to the high keys with my pointer finger. Watch if I... Mamma mia, mamma mia. So I learned this. If I could just learn 10 seconds of every song, if the band's tight enough, so I'm going to go up to the stage, Mike. Mm. You know, hold on. You'll see. Hold on. Hello. Hello. What was the song I did before? In other words, in other words, please be true. I'm a singer. Can you turn my mic up a little? I think Gabe, how many people think Gabe's letting me down a little bit? You know, like he needs to really, in other words, please be true. 
Am I a singer? No, Beautiful. Singer, I loved it. Asking. Is this a show? Yeah. How can that air conditioner? It's like it's. I tell you what, it's not getting hotter. To George Carlin, it's not getting hotter. If that's the name of my new book, so be it. So, Danny. Yeah. Last time you were on the show. Yeah. You're going to Edinburgh, by the way. Let's talk about that first. That's right. I'm going to Edinburgh tomorrow. What time does your flight leave tomorrow? Uh, 7 a.m. What? That's right. And you came here to do this podcast. Are you kidding? What else am I be? Danny, you're crazy. Why are you leaving at 7 a.m.? Well, that's when the ticket says, Todd. I know, but you... you, you well, you, you choose the ticket. <laughs> this guy, huh? Yeah, he's not the pilot. No, you choose the ticket. Why are you leaving so early? <laughs> be honest. Why are you leaving so early? That's a maniac. You couldn't leave... Uh, because I got to get there in time for the rehearsal. So There's leave a, rehearsal. a day early. Well, that would have been yesterday. I can't go back in time. I know, but ne- why didn't you? I'm asking you. I can. I'm not one of these guys that goes back and looks. Why didn't I do this? No, why Danny, I'm I not asking you. you know? Hey, Danny, I live in the now. Danny, Danny, <laughs> what? shut up. <laughs> not shut up, really, shut up. But you, you, what? You, okay, I want to move past this. But for next, <laughs> for for next time, don't you think you shouldn't? Uh, I I ask people this all the time. Like yeah. there must be a reason. I always go in a day early. So what made you not want to go in a day early? You didn't think about it? Uh, when the, I the Airbnb it, wasn't available. I'm, I rented an apartment on Airbnb for the month because the Edinburgh Festival is a whole month. Sleep in the street, but get there early. <laughs> I like Jesus. to get there and settle in and not, you know, not get somewhere, settle in, and then move again the next day, you know? Edit it out. <laughs> Edit it out. Edit it out again. I want to do something. I want to do something that I think will be fun, but I, and I'll leave it in. So I'm going to leave the room, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'm going to tell you. You're going to tell this whole crew that they that I ain't shit without them. All right. Like you know, you just turn to me. You you just compliment the fuck out of every okay. one of them. You go person to person. Do you know how valuable? Even you know over in the corner, Peter. He hasn't done anything. I'll personalize you, it. Yeah, I'll you personalize. Per, you go you and Todd ain't. And then I come back and I want you to lie to me. Okay. And then you tell Done. me you tell how great I am. <laughs> All right, all right. And th- I'm going to enjoy this so much. It's and I'll gonna... tell you another showbiz story. Normally I would say edited. <laughs> I've got another one. I got, I've got one about Susie Essman. From... <laughs> you know what? Susie was a funny comic. That's the truth. Okay, well, maybe, she was. Then she maybe was. you'll be interested to know this story. No, well, I was but it's sitting not, but, in, but in a the green room person in Sag know Harbor her. with Susie Essman. Okay, but here, can and I interrupt you? Yeah. I will interrupt you. Let me change it. Sorry. Uh, Susie Essman, uh, seriously, to George Carlin, was, uh, she might still do stand-up comedy. It's a very funny comic, but the average person doesn't know her. So why are you telling a story? That's my question. Because it's a great story, Oh, Todd. sure, you're right. It doesn't have to be a famous person it's for it to be a great story. The scenes. Yeah, and you know what? Shame right. on me. Shame okay. on me. Shame I on me. you might like to know this story. Go ahead, let me hear it. You know, she's on that show, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Of course, she's crazy. Uh, by the way, can I tell you, I forgot she was on that show. <laughs> but, <laughs> but honestly, I was thinking of Susie Essman forgetting that she's on Curb Your Enthusiasm. But guys, <laughs> you know what? Well, now... Now, with this context, perhaps you guys would be interested in hearing this real showbiz story. So you already told it. S- Susie Essman, I, I oh, said no to you her, didn't. so what kind of perks do you get from being on a big show? Kirby Enthusiasm. Yes. <laughs> when did you ask her this? Let me get the context It's got to be a decade ago. We were at the Bay Street Theater in the Green Room in Sag Harbor, <laughs> New York. And um, Okay, was she on the show 10 years ago? Anyway... I said, so what kind of perks you get for working on a show like that? Mm-hmm. And she goes, and when I'm going to say Larry, just so you go, we're referencing Larry David, the comedian. 
Sure. He goes, Larry bought everyone a freaking iPod. What? Take it as you will. (laughs) It's a real story. Anyway. (laughs) In other words. In other words. Please be true. So how'd you like that was better than the Robert Wall one, huh? Well, they're, 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 they're sort of mundane on purpose, right? No, these are snippets of, like, real lives of big showbiz people. I know. Uh, but It's, it's, it's called like Slice it. of Life stuff. Oh, you know? that's great. It's like you, the New Yorker does. Do you need a jingle for that, a slice of life? Like, you tell us a slice of life yeah. story out of your life, but we make a big deal about it, man. All right. You know what I mean? And now... Danny LaValle with a slice of his life. I was, Here's Danny. I was walking through the alleyway and I saw somebody threw out a rug and a vacuum cleaner. They must have been really done. <laughs> Don't overdo it with the trumpet. That's really showing off. <laughs> I, was, I told him, go big. That's a great, I love that. They Thank must you. have been really done. You know who else loved that? Peter. I noticed in the back. Oh yeah. He sits at the drums, and I can tell he get, he he liked that one a lot. Good, to yeah. George Carlin. Yeah. We love you, Danny. Well, we love, love, love you. We love here. him. We love him. Don't we love him? Don't we love Danny LaBelle? We love Danny LaBelle. We love you. You love him, right? Everybody loves Danny LaBelle. Sit back and take the love. We love this guy. We want you to feel loved. Why shouldn't you feel loved when you're here? Danny, I got some business to get out of the way. And uh, how are you? Good to see you. Wow. You Is ever it? heard of Joe Namath, the yeah. football player? No. Quarterback. No. Yeah. I, have a, I have a story that's about... How, is, I have a that's story how you get someone out of telling the story. No, I never heard of him. Anyway, moving on. All right, all right. You yeah. ever heard of the singer Chubby Checker? Of course of I have. Of course. Chub- oh, uh, do the twist? All right. Could yeah. you- Come now. on and twist again, you know? Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Danny LaBelle with a Danny LaBelle life story. Breaking news, breaking news. So, there you go. I was once sitting with uh, Chubby Checker in a green room behind a recording studio in Manhattan. And uh, I said, he said, why are you so down? Now I'll actually do the voice. Why are you so down? I said, ah, I'm in a bit of debt. Nobody likes to be in a bit of debt. So I said, I'm in a bit of debt, Chubby. And he goes, you're going to be in debt your whole life. <laughs> Let's play some Chubby Checker. And goes like this round and round and round and go again. Come on and twist again. Anybody here? Do you know twist? Sing the twist. I'm not letting you out of it. Come on, come on, baby. Let's do the twist. Let's do the twist. Come on, baby. And it goes like this. Round and round and round it goes. And it goes on our twist. Come on and twist again. Like we did last summer. Come on and twist again. Like we did last year. Do you remember when? The twist. I think we should all get up and twist. You know what? I don't like this song. Never 
Never did it for me. I was more of a Fats Domino's guy. I was guy. more of a Fats Domino's guy, too. I was more of a Domino's pizza guy, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> bada boom! Bada bing! Actually, spe- speaking of that, when you said bada boom, bada bing, are you familiar with the cast member of The Sopranos, Steve Sharippa? <laughs> yes. Matter of fact, I have a story about Steve Sharippa. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, if you read my whole book, you'd know. I, ah! ha- I had to stop at the classroom thing. Oh, <laughs> Uh, Steve Shrippy used to work at the, at the as the door person mm-hmm. at the uh, at the improv at the Riviera. Oh come uh-huh. on, you don't do that. Uh, we don't mention the Riviera. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so what happened? <laughs> well, listen, at the Riviera where they had a, uh, I thought you were going to do it again. <laughs> uh, at the, uh, 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 so they had three shows a night. You did 21 shows a week. It's irrelevant. Let's and by the way, the money was good. You know how people always tell stories. Johnny Cash. I was working for a nickel a week back then. You know, my story Let's is keep the story moving. I'm sorry. I don't want to be rude. <laughs> we were making like a, a, a thousand a week doing 21 shows. Uh, well, I don't, I don't, okay. Well, the money I, money I comes and goes. Guys. Let's get to the story. Uh, there's no story. One. T- uh, oh, yeah, there is a story. Yeah. The, I, and I actually, this is the part about him I liked. You know, you were getting paid uh, reasonable money, and it was a lot of fun. And, you know, at times, even the hotel you were staying at, you thought it wasn't good. But most of the time, you stayed at the Riviera. I was 24, and whatever it was, it was, it was actually okay money. It was because there's so many shows, so added up, you know? Mm-hmm. And there was a crowd that wasn't good. And as long as you tried, I know, that's all he probably wanted. So I thought it was funny to do that overdone thing where I turned around, mm-hmm. and I looked at the wall and performed to the wall. Like, this crowd's so bad. Yeah, the wall is bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I didn't even come up with that idea. I saw someone do it. Well, you don't so have anyway. to admit that. Well, why not? Be honest. That's yeah. how you move past it. Fair. Um, okay. So anyway, uh, you know, I was 24 years old. Not that that's an excuse, but, you know, so I tell the story the way it is. Otherwise, I have to not tell the story or hope I tell the story. No one knows that's a. So over- you'd been doing comedy for eight years. I've been doing comedy for 24. I started. Was this before or after you opened for Patty LaBelle? The this great was Patty after. LaBelle. This was after. And are you still in, ch- in touch with her? Sure. No. You know, she has diabetes. It'd be nice to give her a call. Once Is that true? While. Yeah. Well, I don't know if she would want me to call her, but I think anybody I tell with an ailment would be happy to hear a call just to check in on them. That's not true at all. Did you send a card? (laughs) No, but uh, you know what? But I did have, when I wrote my book, I sent it to her, and I got a nice note back. From her? Yeah. Oh, okay. Through her agent. And that made me feel good, because I said some really kind things about her. Send another one. Why don't you mind your own business? I know, I know my... Keep a dialogue going. Keep sending books. That's how you become annoying. I don't know. Anyway, so listen... But, but meanwhile, tomorrow, dear Patty, <laughs> um, <laughs> I never told you this before, but I had a lust for you. Um, so, um, okay, so, th- so that was, uh, what, what, year, what, what am I talking about? Steve Sharippa. Steve Sharippa. So it's, I'm 24, I'd moved out to L.A., and, I, and I'm working there, and he got on the back mic. Like, to George Carr, and this is a true story. Okay. Do we have that microphone? Oh, no, I'll use, I'll use this mic, I'll just George cup it. Collins. He goes, turn around. And just do your act. Now, That's a, a pretty, good impression, too. Turn around and just do your act. So most of the time, the story would be, I was like, fuck you. I'm not turning around and doing my act. You bark at me on the back mic. Yeah. Guess what I did, though? You I turned around and I did my fucking act. Wow. And, he, and I never heard anything about, you know, Steve's bud goes, I heard you had a good week and... Vegas, because he didn't tell anybody. Todd, we're good friends, right? Sure. So this I, isn't. I doctored be, that story a little. I can I can tell you this freely, and I don't have to worry that you're going to take it badly. I'm exhausted. That wasn't much of a story, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know what? I'll edit it out. That's the truth. And I'm not even just saying it. Well, I edit it in, I edit it out. Sometimes I want to edit it out, but then I just think, edit it out, but then I put it in, but I don't think about it most of the time. You take, well, I'm, I'm, I got a suggestion for you. I interrupted you because I know what I, now the last time you were on this show, can I get a, a, a very, for a, the, the, the king is entering the room. Bum, 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 bum. But what was the name of that? And he's playing it in two George Carlin in 1950s replica microphones. And he's, so it looks cool. He's got a black shirt, a yellow bow tie, sitting in front of a 1950s mic with the red curtain in the back. Peter's behind him. Mike's sitting behind him. And he plays that song, entering you into the room. You did it. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now. You know where I'm going. You I, had a guy who was a gardener who was well-dressed, who didn't do the gardening. He just told everybody else, do the landscaping, do this, do that. Well, that's in my book. In your book. Mm-hmm. And correct me if that's I'm wrong, I wanted you to went and paid him to fix up your family's yard. That's a different guy, but when my, I took some of my bar mitzvah money because I hated our side yard. And my parents went out of town, and a friend of theirs stayed with us. Yeah. So I don't know why the guy let me hire him. and I Because spent, money is money. You I said spent, it in the book. I, no, I didn't. Oh, yeah, I did say Well, I didn't say you that. You said it sort of. In, but not, no, no, to the guy. I said, how could he accept money from a 13-year-old? But yeah. I guess when you're a hardworking, when you're a hardworking person, you, yeah. you know, you'll, money is money. Money is money. So anyway, so I hired him, and I remember how good it looked. And I spent like 800 I did something else like this later. I spent like $800. I forget what it was, but it was, it was in that area. Area. And um, I'm, I had him redo our side. Like he put a railroad tie in and then he bought all new mulch. I remember That's telling nice. him I was 13. I was like, bring like a lot of mulch. Like even then, I swear to you, this is a true story. I was like, I wanted it like the Nalabotskis. He came like so much that, fucking That was mulch. his neighbors across the yeah, street. That, thank you. We did not, but the Nalabotskis had a circle driveway. So cut to this later. In fact, everything was perfect in their house. They even rolled their towels. Keep going. Thank you. <laughs> So uh, then that, that happened, my and my dad paid me back for that. No, so, you said in the book you're not sure you ever paid your back. I, I want to make him look good. He's dead. No, anyway. It's in the book. I go by the book. You're right. <laughs> Edit it out. Edit it in. Edit it out again. <laughs> to George Carr, and I'm happy and not hot. <laughs> it's a great place for me to be. It really is a great place. And I said to George Carlin, I, why do I love that word so much? Because I know people listen and are like, he's being serious. He just got comfortable, and I'm happy. So does anybody want any uh, But what was the name of the guy who is the good-looking gardener who doesn't say do his own looking. gardening? I didn't say good Well, you looking. said he was well-dressed. He was very yes. prim and proper. Uh, yeah, his, that was Komar. Komar. Now, Komar. That's the best name I've ever heard. Komar was at the point. It was called Komar Landscaping. Where he and I did, and by the way, that's not who I hired because he would have been too expensive. I had Comar was like a big company, like yeah. you know, like they came in, they had their trucks with their name all over. Him. I had to hire a guy across the street, had a pickup truck, he did some landscaping on the side. He did a great job, but Comar would have been way too much money. But you say in the book you wanted to be Comar one day. I did. Well, when I talked about being a landscaper, the problem was my brother pointed out I would be I could do landscaping. That's what I was going to do before I did stand up. Mm-hmm. I had already figured out I would have the truck. My dad even said because he helped everyone else with college. I remember him thinking he's going to help me get a truck. And I already yeah. knew it was going to be a nice truck, like with the name written on the side. Also Comar? No. I was going to. I would have called it, I don't know, Bucks County Landscaping. I don't know what okay. I would have called it. But anyway. Well, that's a fine name. I probably wouldn't have called it that because that's just a place. Anyway, people in Bucks County, wee, 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 
live in Bucks County. Okay, great. Go sit down at your nice house. I'm kidding. You stand up in a bus. I don't give a shit what you're doing. Yeah. Someone in Bucks, someone in Bucks County is listening on a bus. Ain't that the shit? Absolutely. Anyway, and they're freaking out right now. I would. If you're not freaking out, then you're dead inside. That's right. So anyway, just sitting on a bus. Imagine driving a bus in Bucks County, sitting on a bus. Some guy on a podcast goes, there's someone on a bus listening to our podcast. You're like... Oh, that, was, that must have been referencing me subconsciously, I guess. I can picture it. So anyway, so Komar, so when I thought about doing landscaping, I really did. I always thought, my brother pointed this out, I would be Komar. But, but Komar earned that right. Komar was probably, I don't know, he could have been anywhere from 45 to 55. Uh-huh. Komar, you know, now he was at the point in his career where he had a lot of people working for him. He was the vision of it. He wasn't doing the work. He sat in his truck with the but air on. But do you think on. he used to he do the sat, work? He sat, he's... Yeah, of course. I think he did used to. Okay. He sat in the truck with air conditioning on for like four hours one day. I was like, that's the way I would do it. Matter of fact, to George Carr, and I had an idea where I would take a camp, like an RV, picture an RV, but we take one side out and we put a huge window in. And then they park it on sites and I just overlook it. <laughs> that's doable. It's like an office. Yeah, it's an office. A... It's got a one side. Do you it's have just a headset on those... and you talk to people? All right, move I would have, to the can right. Can I tell you the truth? I'm not, I would first of all, of course, I would hope I would conduct myself in that business as I would in my life. I'd be very nice. Having a PA system doesn't mean you can't be a gentleman. That's yes, right. I would have a PA system, and I would have that. You get it. Like now, you go. What if it was somewhere where that thing couldn't go? Yeah, we'd have a small enough one where we'd get it everywhere. And if not, I'd just go outside for short periods. So anyway, so but I had because I know what you mean. I get it. Some sites you can't park this thing that I'm talking about. Yeah. Most you could. So anyway. So, um, but my brother said, Komar, earn that right. You don't get to do that when you're 20 years old. Wait, right? Earn the right, uh, not to earn the right, he earned the, uh, he earned the, you know what I mean. He earned the, he, he was at he the point. He did the work, he got his hands dirty. So now my, he can sit back and be Komar. Thank you. Yeah. So, but I think I figured a wiggle room away around what my brother said. My brother said, you don't have that, you know, you can't do that. I go, mm-hmm. well, maybe I can, because when I was going to start this landscaping business, I bet Komar had kids, you have a, you have a house, you have a mortgage. I'd still be living in my parents' house. So I, I could that. afford at this age. Yeah, I stayed there past that age. At the age you are now? No, this is when I was. Uh, this whole thing went down when I was like eighteen, nineteen, talking about all this. Okay, go on. But then I started doing. No, it's probably even when I was fourteen. Well, okay, don't was dwell I, on it, Todd. I'm not dwelling, but it was when I was fourteen because by the time I was eighteen, I was doing stand-up comedy. Okay. So this is when I was like fourteen. This is when I was in like yeah, 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 early and maybe could have been fifteen. No, yeah, could have been 15 because I started stand-up right before I, I hit 16. So that all that talk was about that. When he turned 16, we'll help him out with this. I had the whole thing planned out. So I would have been living at home with my parents. So I could afford to not make that much money in the beginning and have an extra worker. When somebody else that had rent and a kid or whatever might not be able to have an extra two workers because that means that's less money they make on the job. Yeah. I'd rather break even and not do anything. I like it. I mean, not break even, but make enough money. So I think I would have been fine. But here's the is thing I noticed. Is this making any sense? Yeah, but here's the thing I noticed. This is interesting. Yeah, you don't earn I started, the right, you afford the right. Thank I, you. I started uh, thinking about it. Thank you. I'm shaking Eric's hand. And I, and don't and put your finger out and do that thing. And I'm, I, wanted to, I just want to point out that I'm happy to do whatever bit you want me to do. Wait, Eric, to po- what is Eric I wanna, doing? I don't know. Ah, uh, come on. Go ahead. Can't we have a nice but moment? But I want to make this point that I that I'm I, I'm shushing myself here. I was thinking Todd's family moved around a lot when he was a kid. They didn't have that stability. They were always moving, always moving. And you got the the, the Polish family. I don't Malabotskis, know they were Jewish. But was it Jewish-Polish? No, just Jewish-Jewish. They could have had some Polish ancestry. That's, that's <laughs> Eric, 
That's Sorry. disgusting. That has nothing to do with what but we're talking about. But the Nelaboskis across the, yes. they had this this order to their house, and you felt that your childhood was disorderly because you were constantly on the move. Nothing felt stable to you. Well, can so I interrupt then, real quick in yeah. case my mom listens to the show? Yeah. I actually loved moving because I loved the new homes and I loved everything. But, but whether you loved it or not, I think it still felt chaotic. Some of the times, especially the house, to a kid, the house felt chaotic because we had a lot of we ended up having a lot of dogs. So I think you decided to make order out of disorder by by that's where your fixation on landscaping came from. Then once you figured out how to get order in your life, your act is the opposite. You make disorder out of order. Another look behind the scenes. That's actually Another look behind the wow. scenes. That's true, actually. Yeah. Anyway, oh, I just want to soak in that. I don't have. You know what? Every something can just be introspective in a very interesting way. Yeah. Not everything has to be. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Peter. But I, th I was thinking that when I read the book. No, that's that's very interesting. And let me tell you something. Anybody that knows what I'm talking about, the, to look at well mulched yard with the clean cut lines and the it, it is calming. It's very looking at a well maintained yard that is and what I call well maintained. Um, I'm a simple. I like it very simple. Yeah. And the just the the mulch just very wide out, just like I like wide matting on frames. You know. I'll have to show you a picture but, later. But what I like what it I did clean. With my yard. Yeah. I like it clean. I don't mind if there's some flowers in the landscaping, yeah. but even that I want to be... I'm talking Too about much. just simple and clean and, and fresh mulch, dark beds. It's but calming. Heard, it's calming to the eye. I heard you had Natasha Legero on the show. Why'd you hear it? Why didn't you, what do you mean you heard it? I heard the episode. Oh, uh, yes. She was great. She tried to hit on me six <laughs> times. Well, Six is the number. And you said to her you were thinking of getting a dog. I, I, I always think about but getting a dog. But the hair was getting yes. in the way. Don't, what are you going to tell me? Get a Disorder. You couldn't stand the idea of the dog because it <laughs> represents disorder teeth. Of course. What are you, you're the, you, you, that's what you come to conclusions? But wait. What, oh, if hairless, what if you got a hairless dog? Well, it would still smudge the window with its nose. Now that yeah, I but could not deal if with. you put a nose guard on it. No, oh. that yeah, I could that deal with. True. That I could oh. deal with it. I heard if you put a, a, a pepper on the window, it stops doing it after. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, that I could deal with the nose marks. That I could deal with. The hair. Let me tell you something. I'm tired of making excuses. Yeah. I'm tired of making excuses. To George Carlin about getting a dog. It's either shut up or get up. Get up. Get up and get a dog. Or sit down. Sit down and shut up. Or give me paw. Give me, give me your paw. <laughs> the dog upstairs, I went upstairs, I got a box of cookies, so whenever the people that live above me, that rent from me, and uh, might I uh, Whoa. <laughs> In other words, in other words, please be true. Thank you. Um, <laughs> be two guys that won't let the other guy have the last word. In other words. Okay, are you putting reverb in this? You're mean to me. Aristotle always gives me reverb. No, he didn't. In is it reverb? In other words, please be true. Guys, this one of you. Yeah, yeah, this is embarrassing. One of you guys is gonna have to stop.
Okay, guys, I, I'll leave this to you because we're full-grown adults and we're all musicians. One of you is going to have to just be the mature adult and let... And, okay? Thank you, Timothy. <laughs> okay, listen. I'm, this I'm reminds me of I'm gonna butt out. This I'm reminds me of a story about Norm Crosby. Do you remember Norm, <laughs> Norm Crosby? Yes. Go ahead. You, would you like some intro music for Norm Crosby? Sure. Yeah. All right. We got something for you. And now, may I have that phone? And now, with a great story about Norm Crosby, the very talented Danny LaBelle. Calling in with a story. Phoning in? Phoning in. Yes, Danny, you're on the phone. Danny LaBelle is on the phone. Hello, Danny. Hey, how's it going, Todd? I'm doing pretty good. So I Sorry you couldn't make it in here today. The um, showbiz legend, Norm Crosby. No, don't worry about that, that I couldn't make it in. I am um, Norm Crosby, the showbiz legend, and everybody's familiar, <laughs> of course, with Norm Crosby, uh, a star of stage and screen. Now, and for the people that are too young, which means anybody under 60... Uh, that was a funny one, you dumb fuck. Very cheeky, Todd. Cheeky, cheeky. Cheeky, 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 cheeky. The man was a legend, intergenerational. Uh, no, what was his shtick where he would misunderstand words? What? What was it? I don't know. I, know. I remember what it was, but I don't remember clearly. But I remember one of his running things was that he would go, he would mess up a word. He would misunderstand the meaning of it. Well, anyway, listen, this is what happened. <laughs> By the way, where do you uh, come up with these stories? Are they true to George Carlin? This is Car a true story, yeah. To George Carlin? Yeah, I was at the New York Friars Club in Midtown Manhattan. You know what? Come on into the I was, studio. I was sitting. Come on into the well, studio. you're going to want to hear this. I, was I know. Come on into the studio. May pretend you're here. I don't want to listen. I'll come in. Fine. You're in your car, and you're just out front anyway, so you walk up the stairs. <laughs> hey, Danny. Hey, sorry well, for why'd you make me come in for this? Well, because we give you free valet. Not even true. We're great at improv. We should all get stabbed <laughs> in the head to death <laughs> from a, from an improv from a person right. that doesn't like bad improv. He he lurks around at night with a knife and he stabs people that do yes. bad improv. Go ahead. Improv. Go ahead. The floor is yours. So hey. Norm Crosby and I were sitting at uh, you know you ever seen a like a big round table? No, we haven't. Sorry, I, did, I, I had to lean up for that. Well, they have them at the Friars Club. They have these big round tables and everybody sits around them, and sometimes you never know who you're going to rub shoulders with at these tables. Well, here I am. I find myself rubbing shoulders with none other than the great Norm Crosby one day. And I said, hey, Norm. Wait, what? Norm. You're killing the flow of the story. Talk Norm Crosby. If this you know story... what, John? There's a time to do those and a time not to do those. Yeah, I'll tell you what. If this story doesn't hit, it's your fault. Yeah, you're in big trouble. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, what should I say to Norm Crosby? So what does anyone anyone know what I what I would have said? Can I can I interrupt? And I'm being too George Conn. Yeah. The, most people don't know who Nor Norm Crosby is here, but it doesn't matter. May pretend it's someone you do know. What would it be like if you bumped into the Friars Club? Maybe. I think you're making a very very. Do you know who Norm Crosby is? Uh, do you know who Norm Crosby is, Mike? Assumption here. My Peter, do you know who Norm Crosby is? Okay, honestly, to George Carlin, yeah, do you know who... Yeah, because it's the Todd Glass show. They're all going to be agreeable with you. No, I said to George Carlin, do you know who Norm Crosby is? Do you know who Norm Crosby is? No. Do you know her? Oh, sure. It's Bing Crosby's dad. Well, close. Do you know who he is to George Carlin? No. 
Okay, I do know who he is. Thank so, God, someone does. Okay, huh? I, but you don't. But I can still appreciate the story because people a good don't story. go. All they have to know is it's an it's a, he's an old legend and he's still alive, right? I don't know. Norman <laughs> Lawrence Norm Crosby. Yeah, read about him. Born September fifteenth, nineteen twenty-seven, an American comedian, sometimes associated with the Boister Belt, who often appeared on television in the nineteen seventies. All right, well there By you go. By the way, it. John, John, Norm Crosby. Norm Crosby. Everybody knows Norm Crosby. Norm Crosby. John, I love that you looked that up. That was so professional. And Jimmy Pardo oh, was shitting in his show. pants because he has one of his guys does that sometimes. He's like, oh great, now Todd can be silly and look up things. So, um, yep. so Norm Crosby, he's an old legend. That's the only so thing. And it doesn't matter if he was as big as Rickles. He he left a mark on the comedy community. He is did. Norm. Certainly did. Yeah, who knows? Certainly you know. did. So, so when you yeah. see someone like that, he didn't have to be your favorite comedian. He yeah. could be your favorite comedian, but it's still you're like that's fucking that's Norm, Norm Crosby. Crosby. So, what do so you now think? with what that do in you mind, you think I said to Norm Crosby, "Get out of my way." Come on, we're no, sitting uh, at a round where's table. Where's the buffet? Keep it uh, in mind, we're sitting at a round table. Um, He's right next to me. You said to Norm Crosby, Hi. "Black table." I don't club. know. I have no idea. Hi. You're right. You're right. That's what I said. I said, "Hey." How's it going, Norm? N- nice to meet you. And what did he say? He couldn't hear me because his hearing yeah. aids. Wow. And he, he had- hadn't turned them up. And he couldn't hear me. And he thought I asked him for his personal home phone number. And he gave it to you? <laughs> he certainly did. And I had it for years. I don't have that phone anymore. Didn't but. you have dinner with uh, who? Who did you? Uh, I'm sorry. That's so rude. You had dinner with. I've had dinner with a lot of people. With, uh, with, uh, from, uh, from the, the uh, Every night Carl Reiner. Day. Yes. And who else? And and, and who Mel else? Mel Brooks. And Mel Brooks was there. And you went to the house. Into the house, yeah. And you ate. And you had dinner. That's right? not much of a story. What I'm trying to tell you is about ta- um, uh, Norm Crosby. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Norm Crosby and I. By the way, to George Carlin, he did have dinner with them. Yes, but Norm. But no, Crosby okay, talk about Norm. Right next to me, Norm Crosby. What do you say to him? Well, I said, like you said, hey, how are you? How are you? And I said, nice to meet you. Look at me. He thought I wanted his personal home phone number, so he gave it to me. And did you use it? No, I wouldn't dare. You were respectful. Of course. That's nice. Because um, uh, is he still alive? Oh, I hope he yes, is. I don't want to make it But I don't have the number anymore, if that's what you're after. Well, well, oh, okay, then never mind. Just I was write gonna, him a letter. Do you want to hear me? In other words, in other words. And you know why, and you know why, that, you know why that story didn't hit? Because it was interrupted. Please be true. That's a good show for the story, right? Maybe I'll tell you one about Joe Franklin no, later. No, hold on. We'll, yeah. uh, before you go any further, and I do want to hear one about Joe Franklin. Okay, guys, you're going to have to grow up about this. This is the most immature thing I've ever witnessed on the show. Okay, you know what? Let's not play if every. How is that mature? How do you look me in the eye and, and you two be. B- 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 you know who I once met? The sidekick to Xena the Warrior Princess. No. The one with the blonde I have something. No, I want to ask you a question first. I want yeah. you. I'm going to go back to that. Yeah. But I, how long have we been going, Katie? Uh, hour three. Wow, go so fast. I can't stand uh, it. Okay, Let's get, uh, slow it down. Four boys. I want to talk about that because oh, yeah, please. A lot of our, I'm glad you finally brought it. A back. lot of our listeners might have heard it, may have not, but everyone loved it. I couldn't get enough of it. So much where I go, what was the thing? But it was that you. We were talking, and I don't take for granted that everybody listens to every show, or there could be a new listener. Yes, he was talking honestly to George Carlin about Paul McCartney. How it was very hard. You were really saying it from a place of understanding that you have to be modest. And yes. you have to. So we were just four boys. Yes. And so no matter when anybody asked him anything about the Beatles, it was always, it was always he like. Always, he would always go, you know, we were just four boys from Liverpool. I didn't, we didn't think we were doing anything special. So when you wrote, when you wrote, when you would come up with these songs, like how, when you wrote Let It Be, what happened? You Let just it start, be, I don't know. You know what it is? 
I don't I write a lot of songs, Todd, you yes. know, and sometimes, you know, they turn out to be all right. Mm-hmm. They're little ditties and everybody gets them stuck in their head. And let it? let it Be was one of them, yeah. So you just started, you, it, I read in your book, it said you just started draping your hands. What happened was my hands had gone numb that day. <laughs> your hands went numb? They weren't completely numb because I was sitting on them. And um, I didn't, I had no control over my fingers when I, when I, I slapped them down on the keys. And you wrote... Uh, and what happened was a little you song called Let It Be. When I find myself, go into it. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom. Let it be. And these were just a random sequence of words. Let it and be. in my hour of darkness, she's standing right in front of me, saying words of wisdom. Let it be. Yeah, so you just when you my hands like hitting the keys. Oh, now when you wrote it, did you now when you were with work and when you guys were all four together? There was four of us. Did you think, wow, we have something special here? No, I mean we didn't know. We were just four boys from Liverpool. There it is. Just four boys. That's me. Now when you when this song came out the first day, you're driving down the street. Are you like, wow? No, not really. Not really. I was just, there was four of us, and we just, we would make little songs. And when all these people are gathering around, and you're filling these se- these theaters that are probably back then 20, 30,000. Yeah, girls fainting. Girls, Here's when what girls are fainting in front of you, what I do you think? What I, do you think? I didn't think anything you of just it. Thought, really. what did I just you think? thought there were four of us, and, um, you know, I looked over, and there was always one to my right, and uh, <laughs> two, one to my left. And did you think Ringo we have was, something special here? No, because Ringo was always behind me on the drums. So you, you know? didn't even see him? I didn't see him. I didn't know he was there for years. <laughs> when John Lennon... <laughs> when John Lennon wrote... What was the song that you wrote? Did you go, oh my God, I have a, we have a, this guy's a poet? Here's did you thing. know how brilliant he was? Well, did you know how brilliant he was? No, I didn't. I just knew there were four of us. So you didn't think, oh my God, we have something special here? There were four boys from Liverpool, the four of us. And, and that's all you thought? That's all I thought, yeah. Just four boys. That's it, really, pretty much, yeah. Did you know when you were, what, when did you realize, oh my God, this is, we're big, when girls are fainting in front I'm, of you? I'm still not aware of it, Todd. You do, Oh, really? You say Not you, really, you, no. I was on that show, um, Jimmy Fallon. Yes, did you sure. See that? I did see that. Yeah, I didn't even know that it was televised. You, oh, you're. <laughs> I thought it oh, was his living room. Oh, I don't, you're just unaware. Oh, I didn't know. You know, it's funny, you know, because some people say, well, you must be like more than just a person. You're a beat or whatever. But as far as I could tell, well, we were just four boys from Liverpool, you know. And, just four and, boys. Yeah, well, you know, there was me and there was a boy named John. Yeah, sure. And John there was Lennon. a boy named uh, George. Sure, George uh, Harrison. And then for years there was this guy behind me <laughs> named Ringo. I didn't even know about him. When's the last time you saw uh, Ringo? Oh, well, I've never seen him. Oh, you never saw him? Only in photographs when I see myself. And do I you go, miss ever the band? Do you miss behind me? Do you, you know? When did you realize you were big? Well, I'm sort of starting to come around to it now, but... Uh, but yeah. Does it know, ever just, go, oh just, my God, we're the Beatles? No, no, we were just four boys <laughs> from Liverpool, you know, there was four of us, it was me and a Beatle named John, Yeah. and a Beatle named George. And when you hear your songs on the radio, you have to be driving in the car going, what? 
Well, there's a disconnect there, you know. For me, I just hear four boys from Liverpool. I don't even. So you don't think? Songs. Wow, just, we have a, a number one hit what, song. What about when you were boys playing around? You yeah. were introducing Ringo to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right. What, what then, were you that was about a year ago, yeah, right? I wasn't. I was you surprised. Have to think then. Oh my God, we're in the we're because in the I didn't know who I was introducing. <laughs> I really didn't. I really didn't. I was just standing there, and they said this fellow Ringo used to sit behind you, and he's going to come in. <laughs> At some point, and so you he comes don't think in, he's like, "Hello, my name's Ringo," and I say, oh, "Well, all right, if you say so." I mean, but it could have been anyone there. <laughs> I'm Ringo. I said, "I'm Paul," but I don't. But know. you don't I mean, realize that. Did that you point? know John and George? You know, so I didn't know. When you're introducing him into the Hall of Fame, there has to be a point when you put your head in bed at night and you go, "Oh my God, this is crazy! I'm in the Rock and Roll Hall no, of Fame." Because I thought it was just a hall. I just thought it was a corridor. There were only four of us, you see. There was me, John, yes. George, sure. and this other fellow, Ringo. Right. But to me, when I was told, come to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame... You didn't know what it was about? I thought it was a hall. When you were being knighted by the Queen of England... There you go. What was right. that? You that didn't had... uh, know something special something was special. going on? That so... was really weird for me. So you didn't think, oh my that God, I'm really... being knighted? No. What I thought... What well, did you think? I thought she was attacking me with the sword. <laughs> <laughs> I and then you, what did you think what of that? What a feisty old girl just to be thought- going after one of these little four boys from Liverpool. Uh, That's all I ever thought I was. When when you get residual checks back... I do. And what did you think then? Do I? Do you, what do you think? <laughs> I don't know what kind of checks I'm getting. You just, I don't, what I don't, do you think? When you wake up in the morning, how do you, around the house, how do you yeah. think of yourself? Everybody has a perception of themselves that I think people... I'm always pinching myself. You do? Even yeah, right I now? Pinch myself, yeah. Look at all the pinch marks on my arm, uh, you see? Yeah. And, and sometimes it's a bit aggressive. Hey, would you mind if, uh, Paul, to do a song with my band now? They haven't not rehearsed it. Not a problem. To George Carr, and they haven't rehearsed it. You do it. And you could improvise with them. Maybe oh, they'll yeah. come in. And guys, it don't, don't get... If you know it, you know it. If you don't, but Paul, that would be great in studio Absolutely. here. This is part of our summer concert series. So, ladies and gentlemen, wow. Paul McCartney. Stop clapping. Oh, sorry. It's not professional. Eleanor Rigby died in a church and was buried along with her name. Nobody came. Father Mackenzie went to the church in the rice where the wedding has been. And he lives in a dream. All the lonely people, do they all come from? Would you like? There have heard. All the lonely people. You know, this reminds me of something, Todd. I met this boy, John, mm-hmm. and he told me once, that he said... Do you think of yourself as the Beatles? No, of course not. I just think we're four boys from Liverpool. I, bought, I met the... That's a lovely tune. Yes. That's your tune. That's my tune. Is it really? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you don't know that's yours? Well, I mean, I you know, when you hear guess. That, when you know. hear that song, you don't think, oh, that's a Beatles song? I just think four boys wrote some music, that's all. Wow. You want to try another song? I want to hear... I was playing a concert, yeah, at a place called Madison Square Garden. Sure, that's a place that holds time about... Did you do it in the round? I don't know, because it was bloody dark in there, you know? So people said, oh, there were thousands of people there. I only saw the people on stage with me. Right. For all I know, it was an empty room. You don't look at that. You don't care about the size of the crowd. Every concert what you, I've ever played, it's been dark in the audience. What do you think when you're playing on stage? What do you think? I just What's think going there's four boys, and they came wow. up with a few songs, and that's it. Wow. But I never knew that anyone was listening to the music, Todd. Oh, you didn't? No. You no. never. No, of course not. You never, I never knew anyone was in the audience. I thought, <laughs> I thought it was just us on stage, 
and we were having a little bit of fun playing some dee-dahs and doo-doos and diddly-dees. And, uh, Paul, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Is this singing? In other words, please it, be true. It could be. It could be. I met a boy named John in Liverpool. Liverpool's a little town in England. You know what, you guys? And you um, gotta stop that. One, let somebody it's end. A, it's what immature. people don't know is it's a port city. It's a port city. So the port that the ships they used to come into dock, and then people would take the stuff off the ships, and then people would take trolleys, you know, little trolleys, and they'd fill up the ships with the trolleys. And... Um, so we grew up there, you know, just four four of us. And um, there was this boy named John. He said, hey, I can play guitar. I said, I think I can play guitar. I don't know. And uh, he, he put these strings in front of me. And I just flopped my hands down on him. And you just flop your hands down on him? Wow. Boy, you're a chronic interrupter, huh? <laughs> That's the first time I actually asked a question. Well, yeah, I just um, I just flopped my hands down on these strings, and and this guy John said, "Hey, that's not bad." And then he said, um, "That sounds like a song." And we wrote the song, "I Wanna Hold Your Hand." Have you ever heard of that? Sure, I have. I wanna hold your hand. And it was. You know that song? Could you do a little bit for us? Yeah, because it really just came out of me liking the security of holding another person's hand, especially when wow. crossing the street. See if the band could do it. You're on All stage right. right now. They say you're. Hold on. You're supposed to wait till you sing, right? That's how we did it in the Beatles. Okay, so you wait to. Hold on. Wait till he sings. Give me some drums, Ringo. Wink. Well, we don't have a drummer tonight. If we do. Well, you can just hit do. the hit the cymbals. Say, give me some drums, Ringo. Give me some drums, Ringo. There he is. I want to hold your hand. Now, is that bad that he started before you? Oh, very bad, yeah. He doesn't care, I guess. Why don't you wait till... Excuse me. Well, he'd never make it in J the Beatles. Okay, you... No, hold on. Let him start. Go ahead. We were pretty famous, you know. Oh, you knew, you knew it? I mean, I don't know. People told me that. They said you were really pretty famous. And you have no idea in your own head. You don't think of yourself as knowing how big you no, made it? No, because you know what I like? There's streets named after I you. I like to ride the bus. Yeah, put your mic in. Do you and like to keep your mic in your stand? I like, yeah, I like to ride the bus. I'm yeah, meanwhile, like, if it was real Paul McCartney, I'd be like, mwah, mwah, oh, it's not enough noise. <laughs> You'd all be but, barfing behind my back. Oh, did you see when Paul McCartney was moving the mic around? Todd didn't say shit. But, yeah, but until it's him, but, stable it up. You know, I love the feeling of Thank just you. dropping the change into the little bussy thing when you get on the bus. Mm -hmm. And you hear the change drop down. And you go, oh, that's my fare. Oh, you just get on the bus? That's the fare that's been paid. You don't when you're on the bus, do people look at you? Do they go, "That's Paul McCartney"? I presume that everybody looks at everyone, Todd. I'm looking at you. Do people ever say hello? People say all sorts of things. They don't ask for your autograph. You know, I'm usually wearing earbuds, little earbuds. Wow. Yeah. So I, I'll, I'll, I like to sit on the bus, and then I'll take a ride. Would you, can I ask you a question? <laughs> Would you like to sit in? Here's what we have to do, and I, I have to verbalize it. Yeah. H how long have we been going? So we're, we have to go in for the close. Hey, baby, Part of our summer concert series, everybody. Yeah. 
I'll do it for you, but I want to. I want to make a quick point. I want to talk about Edinburgh first. Okay, and then we'll talk about before we get into Edinburgh. Before Edinburgh, in your book, there's a there's a part where you talk about you were trying to play hooky from school or something. Yes, and you got uh, maybe ketchup packets or something, and you poured them in the toilet, and your parents thought there was internal bleeding. This is true. True, George Carr, and this is true. And um, and you were rushed to the hospital. I was afraid to tell him I lied, so I let him take me to the hospital. And many, many years later, he told them. Yes. Maybe 30 years, would you say, Uh later? And they were unhappy. My uh, mom got mad at me. She was mad at you. She said, I can't believe you did that. I go, Mom, it's 30 years. Have you resolved (laughs) it? What are you going to do? Send me to my room? Uh, Have you resolved this with your of mom? Of course we did, but she was. It took her about two minutes. She was. But like, that's what? not in the book. She remember. You left it open. You know why? Drama. Dun, dun, dun. But as wow. a, as, <laughs> as a reader of the book, and you might want to go back to the publishers and see sure. if you could edit this. Well, I don't think I could. Well, you may want to. You may want to. You doobie know, doobie. what is it? Simon and Schuster. Simon and Schuster and, and the new guy, Fred. They, they have a pretty good. They have a pretty Simon good Schuster editing department. At Simon and Schuster. Yeah, they got a guy sits in there with a rake going. Edit it. You might want to take this seriously if you want to push more books. I. You know what? I sold. I just got my first residual check, and I bought a. Uh, a yacht. Uh, no, a, a toothpaste. Yeah, because yeah, I'm online. Yeah. I lost my toothpaste cap. I saw so you're telling me you're making a joke that you're not making enough money off the book. No, I've ma- got I'm, a great I'm, way for you to double, triple your profits, yeah, and you got to go edition? back. And you got to fix this. First of all, you got to make the classroom more realistically sized. You can't have 52 s- rows of seats. That I didn't you got say moved 52. Up. You said every week of the school year you got moved up a row. Oh, come on, please. How many you, weeks are there please. in a school year? I get it. I think get about it. it. As a reader, I felt well, they the take the summer off. Okay. They took this well, somewhere off. It was ridiculous. Off. It was ridiculous. How big are these classrooms? It's absurd. You know, you I want more this, coffee. You roll your eyes. Anyway, the next part is this thing that you left unresolved about mm-hmm. your relationship with your mom. And I'm sitting there. I'm reading through the book. Reading through My the mom book. died. Well, it's hard. Uh-huh. It's, it's hard. She got stabbed in the head. It's hard to think that you left things badly. She died. No, my mom is in pain right now in the hospital. Run him to the hospital. She is sick. And uh, not gonna make it through it, the it night. It turns out she just poured. Ketchup turns out in the she just poured anyway, ketchup. Look, in the toilet. I was just friendly, just friendly advice, you know. <laughs> She's playing hooky. I was doing that thing where you just bring up the saddest things to yeah. make the other person stop. Like I told Andy Kindler once, your car windows are. He saw him washing his car windows a few yeah. weeks ago, and I saw him at the gas station. I went, Andy, what are you gonna do? Wash your old car? He goes, My mother died tonight. We're using this as the hearse. <laughs> so that's what I think is funny. Like you go, <laughs> Mother died tonight, and we're using this as the hearse. Thank you, Todd. Thanks for bringing it up. Picture Andy Kindler saying, Are you that still today. in touch with Andy? What do you mean? Am I still in touch? I mean, I don't know. Of course I am. But what I'd like to do. Do right? me a favor. Wish him well for me. I. Well, he's fine. What do you mean? Just in general, it's nice to hear from people. Know oh, that they care about. Sure, you. I will. I, you know what? 
I will do that. I'll ooby dooby your dooby booby. A lot of people Whoa. at his age have have lower back pain. It's not unreasonable to For think me. He, I don't have lower back pain, but Andy I seems like he might have a he, little bit. You know what? You're yeah. right. You're right. So just, just make sure he's all right. <laughs> Was that my new laugh? I. I <laughs> Anyway, so you wanted to talk about Edinburgh. And, no, no, uh, I do want to talk about Edinburgh, okay. and I want and I want to give it the class it deserves. Well, you talk about Edinburgh. Okay, I'd like but, to play. But this. everything is fine with your mom. Yeah, I love my mom. So put that in the book. Uh, <laughs> 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 Would it kill you to put that little footnote in the bottom See, of the I, little star? To George Carr, if he plays that, I, yeah, I could tell him edit. I could tell him to take it out, but if I go to the uh, if I. If I if I edit that out, the zipper, well yeah. then it's just work. Can we get your mom on the edit line right now? Yeah, she's on the phone right now. Mom, are you there? Todd, how are you? I'm doing all right. How you doing? Would it kill you to say I love my mother in the book? <laughs> I love how he makes my mom. Like she doesn't sound like that at all, but it's great. Uh, no, yeah, but mom. How would, but how would I know how she sounds if you don't put it in the book? <laughs> you blame me. How about you make her sound very very ethnic? Good. No, not that. <laughs> make her sound just like a normal woman. That's how my mom is. She just talks. Todd, would it kill you to put it in the book? Oh, there you go. That's more reasonable. Hi, mom. Hi, Todd. Well, don't make her sound too uh, fancy. Hi, Todd. Okay, not too. Uh, I don't want her to seem like she shops at Walmart either. <laughs> no, just make her sound. Make her sound like. Uh, you know, just an average mom. Like, don't do a parody of. Because if she listens to the show and she'll go, why do you have to make a parody? Oh, hey, honey. Mm, honey's good, but less it Todd. up. Todd. Well, a little wine, little less whiny. Think Mike. Like, Todd. Go. Todd. Oh, there you go. Todd. Just how about talking? Just bring in okay. your voice down. Let me hear your voice. Hi, hi. A little, no, bring hi, it down hi, a little. Hi, hi, no, that's hi. no. Bring it lower. Lo, no, not Todd, that lower. Todd is your mother. No, that sounds Todd, hard. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. No, Danny. Yes. Do you hear that it's getting worse? Well, I don't know what she sounds like, Todd. So it's I know, all but it's obviously not. Me, uh, you know? uh, I want to do one thing. Todd, it's your mother. I want to do one thing real quick. Do you think this sounds like a real trumpet? Eh, I love visuals it's on, close, on but vi it's not quite So anyway, so um, mom. Hey, Todd, it's your mother. Hi, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing all right. Good, good. Still doing your radio podcast show? Yeah, 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 That's every week. very nice. Make sure you always have guests on and make them laugh. Get them smiling. I, well, I try to have a fun show. It's good to keep people laughing. It's good for their endorphins. I've always told you that, kiddo. I heard you got a dog. A dog, yeah. How come I have to work realness into it? Why can't I just enjoy it as a bit? Somehow I want to imagine... Great little pup, Todd. You'd make her sound it. more feminine. Not feminine, whatever, you know, a little more, a little more, you know, not so uh, gruff. Do it the old way. Hello. Hello. Yeah, do that. I'd rather have that. Todd. Hi, Mom. I read the book and... Oh, thank you. No you must have loved it. I mentioned you a lot in I, it. I cried into my linen pillow. I have a linen pillow and I cry into it sometimes. Why do you have a linen pillow? Well, why shouldn't I, Todd? You said you should spend money, if not on sheets, at least on your pillows. Remember you told me that? Yes. Well, that was, I take that to heart. As you should, Todd. As you should. How come you never made mention that you loved your mother? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
What do I live in England? How come you never mention that you love your mother? <laughs> so what I think I'd like you to do, number one, we've been uh, doing this segment on the show, which John Brand Wagner just loves. It's called John Brand Wagner sits up, comes in, and we give him 30 seconds to talk about whatever he wants. All we ask is that we give him a big intro. This is all okay. he asks. All right. He goes, I want the like big intro. He goes, and then a big outro. I said, we'll take care of that. You take care. Did you want 30 or 15 seconds? 30. 30. Okay. So I think the intro, we, we can go, ladies and gentlemen. Can we get those, can we get those keyboards louder? I like when you really hear them. Nope. There you go. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen. Now sponsored by Danny LaBelle will be to be Edinburgh Comedy Festival. Here's the dates. Starting tomorrow until the end of August. Starting tomorrow to the end of August. So August 2nd. No, 4th. 4th. August 4th. Danny LaBelle will be at the Edinburgh Comedy Festival. I have a show called Broke as a Joke. You can get tickets at wow. edinburghfringe.org. Would think. you like to talk about your Broke as a Joke uh, show after we get the 30 seconds through? Sure, with? Yeah. Okay. Can I also plug uh, Colt Cabana's show at Edinburgh because I forgot to email him back? Stop the band! Stop the sound cues! It's yeah. all yeah, anything for Colt. Go uh, see Cole Cabana. He's at Edinburgh August 4th through the 28th. And uh, maybe, tweet at him. Maybe I could stay with him. Can I actually? No, we're like up? close friends. No, no, no. We're always hanging out. He's funny because he's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" I'm like, "Whatever." And he's like, "What?" I'm like, "Duh." And he's like, "Shut <laughs> up." And, no, we're like really good friends. It's not even like that. No, no, no. It's not even like that. Like I don't look at him. Like a lot of times, you guys, like you'll be like, "What?" And I'll be like, "What?" I forget. It's like when I'm around Dana White, and I, you know, I was like, "Oh yeah, really?" Oh, yeah, you hang out with Dana. Yeah, he comes to see David Spade, but I don't think about it that way. I'm just like, "Hey," and we're like playing ping pong. We're tickling each other. <laughs> No, because I don't think of him like you guys do. Todd, in your book, you, you mentioned... David Spade always does that when he's on the road with Bobby Miyamoto, and he would always call and go, No, Bobby, stop. He'd hear like to hold the phone away. Bobby, you're tickling me. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Hey, Todd, it's Dave. Me and Bobby are just having some fun. Like, the <laughs> ultimate of what you would fear. Yeah, they give that, that respect because it's like a showbiz story, but I tell a story about Norm Crosby and everybody's <laughs> around like a, like a goldfish. Well, Big eyes. Norm Crosby. Let me tell you, you something. Tickle him don't I, I don't think. I tell you, I don't feel bad about us maybe not relating too much to your Norm Crosby story. Yeah, please. Because the thing me. that he was known for, you don't even know what that was, so you're not that big of a fan. Because for sitting next to me at a big round table but, at but, the Friars but Club. But let me tell you something. If Norm could hear this, he'd think I was right. You can't because of the I'm, hearing aids. I'm, if you paid attention uh, to the story, <laughs> you would have known. Edit it out. Edit heard this, it in. Hold on, I'm making a I'm making a good point here. I'm making a good edit it out. I'm making a good point. Yes. Um. So so it, it, I do, I'm I'm aware of Norm Crosby. Now I don't know how to explain that bit he did just because the 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 word that it's called. There's a name like for everybody's it. Everybody's aware. He gave of them Norm names. Crosby. No, but you don't know the bit and the <laughs> fact that I know it, even though I can't articulate what it is. I know him better than you do. Yeah, so, did you know that he likes tweed jackets? Of course I do. Look at most oh. of his appearances on shows. Edit it out. <laughs> Edit it out. 
Jingle Joe, I love you. I really do. I hope your wife doesn't hear. Um, <laughs> she knows we're up to something. Uh, Danny, it's great to see you. It's great to see you, too. Now, before I say goodnight, because we'll go tonight, I know, I know a way we're going to go to close. Okay. What are you doing over there? Well, I wanted to bring up in your book, you brought up, you, you mentioned <laughs> that you were raised in the Philadelphia area. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but you never mentioned how, what effect that had on your comedy. Because it didn't. No effect, huh? Honestly, I thought about that too, George Carlin. I didn't want to go, I'm from Philly, so I think a certain way. No, so you don't, I love so you Philadelphia. Don't think Philadelphians have a certain way of thinking? Nah, you know what? Who cares? It's a city of brotherly love, is it not? Well, unless you're getting knifed in an alley. So. Dark way of looking at Philadelphia. No, uh, I think Philadelphia. That's yeah. Why am I being so? I'm yeah, so edgy. Please. No, would you admit I'm edgy if they came to you right now with an interviewer and they said it's Todd Glass edgy? What would you say? Yeah, I, sick tits. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, but so, you don't think that there's anything okay, unique on, to people of that region? Um. First of all, I want to apologize. What I said about getting stabbed in an alley. Edit it out. <laughs> Edit it in. <laughs> uh. Do I? I think there's some because of relatability. Like, hey, remember where this was, and you ate there, and there's. But I don't think there's any uh, cultural, cultural, cultural. You know, I don't. I hate to even get. You know what? Here's my thing. I'm probably erring on too much of the safe side, mm -hmm. but I'm really. I really try to go the other way with going. You got to admit, us Italians. Because it uh, leads to bad things, too. So even something as really innocent as going, hey, we're from Philadelphia, we're a certain way. I get it. Besides having Pats to talk about and Geno's and Rocky going, Balboa. But Rocky Balboa mm -hmm. sure. and being able to go down to, uh, to talk about, uh, you know, uh, some really cool things about Philadelphia that if you for live instance, there for a while, did you Valley know Forge Park. Yeah. Yes. Talking about did those things. Did you know things, that the Philly Fanatic, the mascot for Philadelphia? Choked a puppy once at the mall. No, I was going to say it was right, I made that up. by Jim Henson. Is that true? It's most likely true. Well, it's, uh, <laughs> thank you for your, for your most likely news. And tonight, with the news, it's most likely. This is news that's not facts or the truth, but most likely. And here, with the most likely news, is our lead anchor, Danny LaBelle. So, most likely tonight, <laughs> in a small neighborhood on Long Island, a bear was walking through a neighborhood family's backyard, getting into some trouble there, going rummaging through the trash. Uh, we don't know that it happened, but most likely. That's Danny LaBelle with It Most Likely Happened Tonight, taking just facts and stats into consideration. And that's our show for the night, as signing off, Danny LaBelle. Okay, so that was great. That was great on you, Gabe. That was great with you. Uh, you're Jim Henson, right? Okay. <laughs> in the beginning of the book, you the mentioned that you, you had a heart attack and yes, you're on the, on the stretcher. Yes, I did. And you turn to Sarah Silverman. Yes. And you and you give her a wink and you say, get in touch with, um, and you sure. had a, a fake name. I had a fake name with Andrea. She was Andrea. real, but that's not who I met. She knew but who I met. who mean. was the real Andrea? The real Andrea was Chris. But, but why'd you come up with the name Andrea? Because I, she was a girl's name, so it was safer to Just say. Just you picked Andrea out of no, the No, Andrea blue. was my so close friend. Chris was short for, like, Christina or Chris something? Was Chris, Chris was short so for Christina. So here's my question. Are you still in touch with Sarah Silverman? <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, so. Yeah. No, that's Did okay. you uh, yeah, make it to page 209? Yes. I, I, oh, I, fl I flipped around, you know. You're good. Whatever you do is great. Do you feel loved? You know what you look like with that bottle of beautiful glass bottle of Coke and your white gloves and your top hat and class, your class, pure class, pure class. Thank you. You had a hat. Oh, your hat's on the table. Set. Thank you. Well, I want to 
play something for you. What really? were you going to say I looked like? You're just wonderful. Thank uh, you. Hold on. We May I get uh, my 30 seconds? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, with his 30 seconds, here he is, John Brand Wagner. Hey, if you're a fan of the Todd Glass Show, then you're a fan of bits, laughing, and having a good time. Well, hell, you might want to find another podcast on the interweb that tickles your fancy in a like kind way. Check out Rippin' and Skippin' with Evan Cassidy and Kevin Tinkett on SoundCloud and I believe Skitcher Radio. Thank you. All right, beautiful. You got 30 seconds. Uh, it's a perfect lead in. It's a. It's a perfect ripping and skipping. I, I was gonna with bring Evan up Evan Cassidy and Kevin Tinkett. Ripping and skipping with Evan Cassidy and Kevin Tinkett. Is that a real podcast? Yes, that's and it's I, very funny. That's how I wanted to give him a lot of plugs because you know. Sometimes someone go, hey, they gave you a good good shout out because you were talking about that podcast off the air to me yesterday. See, I remember. I'm not stupid. And uh, if I didn't say go, you were. Hey, that's the perfect lead because you were in the resource room. It said in the book. Oh, thank and, you. And you had a hard time with being in the resource room because you felt that why it made you feel well. My re- the resource room was in a regular school, but once a a day you had to go into this special room and I, and I did say this in the book that our teacher would let us out three minutes early so no one saw us coming out of the resource room. But yeah. one day, yeah. she uh, said no. She, we weren't behaving. She was probably dead right because she was young and didn't want to send us out there with other kids to see us coming out of the resource room. Mm-hmm. She could have said, oh, don't be embarrassed. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. But she knew we were embarrassed, and she let us be embarrassed. And that, we like that. So one day, she goes, no. And it was just down to it. It was like, you know, Did two they minutes. tell you that the reason you're there is because you're too smart? No. I'm going to reveal no. something on this show right now. Well, let me finish my story. So anyway, see, I'm so professional. I I, uh, I, okay, make, I interrupt everybody, but I make sure no one interrupts me. <laughs> no, it's, uh, no. So anyway, <laughs> that's my best quality. Oh, he is professional. He's, he is but professional. After that, I'll so reveal she, something. Uh, for okay. The first time so she um uh, it was down to like 30 seconds, and we go, she's not, she's not, she's gonna make us walk out there for the first time. That was the time she was gonna make us walk out there. It hit 30 seconds, and she goes, she goes, I'll figure out a way to punish you. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. So then she came to my show. I'll make this very short about less than a year ago and I told that story amongst many more stories and she said she said to her husband before the show started do you think he'll remember me that's what her husband told me uh-huh. I went up and talked about it for half an hour only stories of admiration and Miss Biazzi you know and yeah. it's funny how you don't know you know the impression you might leave on anyone here she's sitting there in the audience going do you think he'll remember me I'm like do you fucking think I'll remember you yeah. of course I get it but that's a good thing to remember you know because she wasn't positive you know, mm-hmm. so imagine who she does think she remembers her, how much she must have done for them. And she was 22 uh, or 23, she told me at the time. It was Ooh, her first. Wow. She, she was young. young. Yeah, she was good. She had a crush on my dad. That's what everybody no thought. Kidding. Anyway, so that's that. Now she was a re- wonderful person. I'm going to reveal something that I've never said on this show before. Well, I, too, was in a resource room. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Were you really to George Carlin? Yeah, it really was. What 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 great? <laughs> and I, I'll tell you something. For a long, but it really, but I really could relate to I'm what so you were saying in the right book now. there because. What um, age were you? What age were you? Well, all different ages, Todd. It was over a few years. Oh, I'm so, well. I but, me too. If my parents didn't move, 
Yeah. That's why they moved a lot. They got me out of the regular schools. Right. Every year they tricked and they put me back in a regular class. And then one year later they yanked me out of it. My, and then we moved again. But does it, that didn't, make, <laughs> didn't make you feel like you were stupid being in there? You know what the good news is? I No, I never felt stupid. That's why I have a lot of admiration for my teachers. Because I thought even when they couldn't know what the hell to do or how to get like... You know how to get things through to me. I obviously was not learning. Yeah. But they, but they never made me feel stupid. Uh, I connected with them, and they always made me feel smart. Amazing amount of teachers, not just one or two, but like a lot of teachers I connected with, and were really nice. I always thought I was smart, but everyone else must be way smarter. So like, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought, look, I've said this before, but I remember cleanly thinking this. And the reason I say that is because a lot of times things that happen in our career, they become fuzzy after a while, and then other things stay clean. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking two things very cleanly. One, you're not learning. Nothing's penetrating. But it's not for anybody. It's hard for everybody, I thought. Everybody doesn't want to listen. So they're having the same difficulty everyone else is. They just hanker down a little better. Mm -hmm. But then later you learn it's not true. But it's not like I was looking for excuses. That's why when people go, we throw terms around. Most people that have anything, they don't want it. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not, believe me, I'd rather have that. I'm not acting like it's a big deal. Just when it comes to learning, that's all I'm talking about. I'm not like, woe is me at all. I channeled in other good directions. I'm fine. But I'm talking about learning. I was like, nothing was penetrating. And I remember thinking, I can't fucking believe that I thought this. Uh, just go to school. And whatever penetrates, penetrates, and whatever doesn't, doesn't. Mm -hmm. And that changed my life. Then also changed my life going to the comedy club, taking the jokes from the comedians and doing them at lunch. And it was so I would kill. Yeah. I would go table to table doing these great bits from Paul Reiser. And well, Paul Reiser was very important to you in the book. You, you, you would describe him as a very forward-thinking person. <laughs> I did. And, and somebody who really opened your mind up when you were, you were unable to... Look at, at you. At you the, do your homework. At the time, you, you didn't... You didn't know how to deal with the fact that you you were you were gay and you what? didn't know how to come out about no, it. No, shut up. And and so you were you were almost taking shots. No, at, I rem I, and, I, and I, I did. Oh, I remember somebody else said there was there was a like a street there and it was all gay people. And right. somebody else said something about it, not mean. I don't remember exactly, uh, and I don't want to phrase it wrong because then people think I'm lying in the book. But if you have it a teeny bit off, but the gist of it was mm -hmm. that uh, somewhere said they they all live on one street. Yeah. Yeah, and you said why? <laughs> and you said why? You know why do they have to all live on one street? And he said maybe we'll be evolved one day enough that they could live in yeah. different neighborhoods. And he goes maybe we we'll be evolved one day and they won't all have to live on one street. You know, and so that would made me feel like oh, obviously he's pretty. It wasn't like a big deal. It wasn't like he grandstanded and said it. It was said in passing. Well just walking down the street talking and that was something that came sideways somebody else said something else but i do remember it affected me because i thought oh i he said that i knew when people said shit like that that they didn't care mm -hmm. you know and this was 1948 um but anyway but it, but you were profoundly affected by him you thought wow what a forward thinking person and that probably propelled you forward into comedy thinking i want to be around these uh, open-minded people well you do get to be that well most comedians are pretty uh Pretty open-minded. Right, when are you going to bring up Edinburgh already? You're killing me. Do you want to talk about Edinburgh? No, not yet. I want to bring up this you know, thing from the on. book. Jay Leno, you drove him Hold on from one a second. gig. I have to have a produced show. Sorry. And when you have a produced show, you go from comedy as we go in for the clothes. And then you just know when it's time. Oh, wow. Is put, that the picture? Put that through the house. That's terrific. Where'd you find this? 
Hold on one second. Let this breathe. A little Mac DeMarco as we go into the Are those all the college Danny, hold on one second. Yeah. Little Mac DeMarco. Let it let it breathe, everybody. Let it breathe. The Todd Glass Show. You're going to like the way you look. Glass. We're going to get some fresh air. We'll be right back to close this show. Sweeter on the book, Simon or Schuster? We're not talking about it right now? No, go ahead. Okay, all right, all right. Who was what? I asked who was sweeter on the book, uh, Simon or Schuster? I met when Simon you... once. Schuster yeah. was rude at a party. No, I'm kidding. Um, now did, were you in touch with both parties, or is it two separate companies? I don't that think I ever together? met either of them. I know. You know what? I went into that room to pitch that book. I was sweating. They asked me if it was some term, and I didn't know what it meant. And I was literally, my whole shirt was drenched in sweat uh -huh. that they brought in a fan from the other room. And <laughs> <laughs> they brought in a fan from the other room. And, yeah. uh, and, then, and then by the end of the meeting, my shirt was completely dry. Why do you think you were sweating they were so profusely? I was were nervous. nervous. I was nervous. I didn't know any talk. They asked me if it was autobiographical. And I was like, I didn't know what that meant. And then I got uh -huh. nervous. And I thought... Oh, shit. I was with a ghostwriter, too. Jonathan Grotstein. I was with him, too. My goodness. Was he with me? I don't... Well, no, he might have not been with me. But anyway... So anyway, but at the end of the meeting, my shirt was dry. And when I left there, I said, that I hope I get an offer from them because they made me feel really comfortable, which was a big deal, you know? Yeah. It was a big deal. I was really nervous. And, uh, and then they got, we did get an offer from them. And when they left, they gave me a book from, that they just published from George Carlin. Oh, so I was wow. like, what? So that's why I was like, you know. And I got offers, by the way, to be positive, not braggadocious, from every single place we pitched it to. Why next time you have one of these things and you're nervous, send me in as your liaison. What would that be? I would just go in representing you. Wow, I might like that. Could we try it maybe uh, on the next podcast? Yeah. We could see what it's like. Because I have something to go to close with. This, by the way, this went way too fast. I know. Well, it's always good to be here. Can I take these gloves off now? Sure. <laughs> be yourself. I thought he'd never ask. Danny, <laughs> 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 seriously, be, don't be rude. Listen. No, there's a lady oh, my here. My hands can breathe. <laughs> Thank you. It's nice. Um, anyway, the book is terrific. Pick it up. It's available at Simon & Schuster, The Todd Glass Situation. And um, also my album is available on iTunes, uh, StandUpRecords.com, and Amazon starting on the 4th, August 4th. The nicest boy in Barcelona, Danny Lobel. The same day you'll be in Edinburgh? The very first day that my show premieres in Edinburgh is the day that the album goes live for sale. And I brought you a track, too. I don't know if you can play it or not, uh, or at the intro or something, but... 
If not, don't worry about it. I'd like to celebrate those dates you just talked about. Thank you. Oh, now what's making me sad? Yearning for my old backyard. I realized maybe I was wrong to leave. Swallow up my silly country pride. Going home, rolling home, down to Gasoline Alley where I was born. Going home and I'm rolling home, down to Gasoline Alley where I was born. When the weather's better and the rails unfreeze, the wind don't whistle round my knees. I put on my wedding suit and catch the evening train. I'll be home before the milk's upon the door. Going home, rolling home, down to Gasoline Alley where I was born. Going home and I'm rolling home, down to Gasoline Alley where I was born. When I'm caught up yonder and it's my turn to go The way it runs cold in my veins There's just one favor I'll be asking of you Don't bury me here, it's too cold Carry me on, roll me on Down to Gasoline Alley where I was born Carry me on, roll me on Down to Gasoline Alley where I was born and that's it. All right. Now, why don't you take 10 seconds and think of something that somebody did for you that was nice? Now! Think about it. I got it. Do you have it? I got it. Do you have it in your head? I lost it. <laughs> wow. Rod Stewart, by the way, great way to yank out of that bit, Not that beautiful song. That's Gasoline Alley, just him singing it in the middle of... What would you say in this like area with all these apartments and stuff, in like the courtyard in yeah, the middle? Yeah, kind of like an urban area of uh, yeah. London, like England. I'm glad. Yeah, no, no, full boys. No, just it looks like it's in London or England. But did you know? Uh, just recently, this was in the so this was in the news. Uh, he paid for. Oh yes, uh, makes you love him more. Disabilities to go to Washington D.C. to demand that they don't cut. Medicare, Medicaid. And he spent a lot of money doing it. Good for him. Sounds nice. What else do you have to do but good things like that? I mean, good for him for doing it. I don't mean to take it away. I love that he did it. I always yeah, What does a rich that. guy from England give a shit about Medicaid? Because it's the right thing. To right. Do. What are his only other... Oh, really? You think he's that off and what to spend his money on? Like, he's really throwing it at a bad cause. Think about it. Think about it. It doesn't affect him. Oh, yeah. History's going to... Anybody who thinks... That that's not worth it. I'm not saying anybody does, except well, yeah, there are people not that listen to this podcast that think that uh, you know it's unnecessary what he did. But yeah, we're, sure. Like, there's any fucking way history's not going to write that as okay. Thank God people did shit like this. You that's know, a, that's kind of a perfect lead. Fuck him. Fuck Rod Stewart. Um, in the book, he mentions that he had <laughs> developed a friendship with Patty Labelle backstage. Oh, I did. That he brought yeah. his his brother. We don't have time for this story. We don't have time. Anyway, well, it would have been a perfect lead. <laughs> it would have been. Well, you Rod can Stewart. You can get the book at Todd Yes, you can get the book at Rod at RodStewart.com. So anyway, what I'd like to do, I know maybe I'm taking a chance. Maybe I'm going out on a limb. But I want to play this preacher. Can I do two things and then we'll go to close? Yeah. Are you good? Okay. Yeah. One is. I, I really think it's worth letting this breathe because it, the person who sent it to me, and then we're going to, do you want to close doing a preacher? We'll play some preacher music. Sure. What I would you do? I want to get a chance to plug this Edinburgh show. Oh, too. we didn't plug it yet? Not yet. Yes, we did. Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about oh, it. Oh, sure. Did I, I mention Colt Cabana? 
Yes, you did. Okay. <laughs> Rip and skip. Sure. And I don't know if I also... I'm Wait, to George Carlin, didn't we talk about Edinburgh? Well, if you feel like we did enough, then I won't bring it up again. <laughs> <laughs> you may, you really have me thinking, like, oh, wait a second. I thought we threw that a lot of love. So anyway, at least... Well, I just wanted to say what the show is about. No one cares. All right. All right. No, go ahead. I care. <laughs> Uh, What's well, it about? It's about stand-up comedy, isn't no, it? No, no, it's a one-man show. Wow, excuse me. Let um, me get the fuck out of your way. Let me I was actually asking if you, I was going to wonder if you wanted to do it. Yes, rough, rough, rough. <laughs> um, but, 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 <laughs> get it? Like I'm all sarcastic to you. Ask me if I want to do it, then I. <laughs> nah, he's fucking. Ask me if I would do it again. You want to do it? I'll, let me give. Uh, yeah. Who give these fucking one-man shows? They can fucking. They're all bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to say, do you want to do it? Uh, do you want to do it? Well, I was waiting. <laughs> Let me do it again. <laughs> These fucking one-man shows, they're all full of shit. <laughs> well, you want to do it? Yes. <laughs> I'm in rehearsals. I don't care. I'll suck anybody's cock. I'll eat a vagina. <laughs> That's what you have to do in my case. Whoa. Oh, come on, Katie. That's what you have to do in my case. People go, what are you going to do? I'd eat vagina to get that part. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I'd eat a, I'd I'd suck ten vaginas if I could get that part. Now if I could I'd suck twenty vaginas. How would you? How would you I'll tell you it's all right. Let's not get disgusting about vaginas. Women listen to this show, they have vaginas. You talk about them in a funny way, they start tingling. <laughs> oh, <laughs> So listen, so hold on. So yeah. these, these, I think this is the best way to combat hatred. I'm going to give you a visual that you should never forget. Well, you're listening to it. Of course, you can go look at it online. But mm -hmm. I really dissected this. This guy's out in the courtyard, and he's preaching, you know, he's preaching just hate and just horrible things through the Bible. And okay. instead of yelling mean things, he goes up. I, the way this person emailed it to me is the exact way I think he did it. He mocks him, but in the best way you can. In other words, the guy doesn't know he's being mocked. But he is in the sense that all he's doing is repeating whatever he says louder. Like, you need to listen to this guy. So instead of rolling his eyes, he gets up behind him and he's like, no, no, this guy has something to say. And it throws him. And you can hear when he repeats it and just hears it repeated louder. Even he sometimes goes, alters what he says when he's hearing this guy. And so the person wrote it. They go, he sounds like somebody that would, like, with the tone and the texture of someone on your show. He goes, but I don't think it is, which it isn't. But I hope, I don't think I overset it up. We're going to do this. You're going to come back. We're going to do a little preacher thing. Okay. And we're going to go to close. And we had a lot of fun. And I, and I really you. enjoyed myself. So I think it's worth letting this breathe. I hope it is. Okay. And his friends that are videotaping it are laughing so hard. I love it. That's the preacher. Are you in the Bible? Well, you got to know. The kid says, I don't know. I'm concerned about this campus. This campus is on a highway to hell. God knows what you've been up to. You might uh, close the door on your parents or close the door on your friends, but you see God. He sees what you're doing. Everyone listen to this guy. He has something very important to say. What? <laughs> I am. I'm trying to preach those kind of rude of you. And, uh, watch hey, everyone, listen. <laughs> Watch out for the solar panels. We're trying to keep the green out here. Because if you're not living 100% for Jesus Christ, uh, you're in rebellion. And if you're not living 100% for Jesus Christ, you're in rebellion. Yes. You've got potential. There's hope for you. I have potential. You all have potential too. Well, maybe some people have gone far beyond uh, beyond. 
saving. Some of these homosexuals could be reprobates. I don't know. You know, sometimes if you reject God for so long, God just gives up on you. God gives people over to a reprobate mind. So whatever you do, don't end up a homosexual. Don't end up a homosexual. That's one of the God will not forgive you. Well, he might forgive you. He might forgive you. You might become a homo no more. That is possible. the gist of it I, I just loved it i loved yeah. i loved it just I, I loved everything about it it was so great i love when he goes well maybe he, he might forgive me <laughs> he might. even he thought he sounded a little bit <laughs> so anyway i was noticing the other day i was listening to a lot of can you play the we took this off the television they were singing on the show about um uh, god is real mm -hmm. and uh and and there and it sounds like this now we're going to just play this it's a horrible version jesus is real they were singing it to George Carlin. I felt like every time I turned on the television, every channel I flipped to, this is what they were singing. It was like, he's real. Jesus is real to me. How long can you sing about it before? So very real to me. So I'm hearing it, and I'm and I really am for the first time. I'm sitting in, and I'm sitting into the uh, to the living room in, in the living room. I thought, God, they're still... And I flipped back I flipped back to the same channel, yeah. and it was still playing. I'm like, oh, my God. And then I realized... Hold it for one second. I realized they're scared shitless. He's not real. I mean, they're not singing about the sun being real. No one's walking around, the sun is real. Can I get some betting? The sun is... You're just seeing what the sun does. But, you know, no one's going, the sun is real. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's real. Oh, the sun is really real. Oh, the sun is real. Yeah, people go, no shit. Yeah, it warms us every day. The sun is real. It's real. So, Danny, what I'd like to do, yes, I mean, sir. is this good preacher music? Do yeah. you want to lead with a sermon? I want to give a sermon to you, Todd. Can we get some reverb in his... In his and it's a beautiful oh, sermon. Let's put him in the house. I want to really build this yes. Hello, can we get my mic? Everybody's All right. mic in the house. Everybody's mic in the house. And I want to talk to you, Hold Todd, and I want to talk Hold to all the people out there. No, I, mine's not. Hello? Hello. Oh, it's not loud, though. Hello? Hello? And I want to take everybody down Hello? the road. Hold on one second. A sandy dirt road. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, th I might have better... What? It is? Well, that's all right. Hey, let's see if the band can give us a little something. Okay. And I want to... A little softer. Jesus is real. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. I want to okay. give you a choir. When okay. you want us to mimic some words, you say, we're going to do this right. We're going to go okay. to close. We're going to take our time. So if you want us to go, amen, we'll say amen. If you want us to mimic some lyrics you said, you know, okay. sometimes they'll be like, and it was a dark valley. We'll go, it was a dark valley. Got right. it. So we'll, we'll take your lead. This is your, this is a, this is a, been a great, a lot of fun tonight. Mm -hmm. 
Danny, you were great. Thank you. Thank you, Peter Charnock. Thank you for Peter Charnock, me. ladies and gentlemen. Peter wanted me to do, he goes, I think I should be talking more. That's what he told me in the kitchen when he took big globs of guacamole. He went in there with a, sh- with, he brought a, 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 a shovel from his uh, parents' garage and he taped it to his arm and he dipped in the shovel to the guacamole bowl and put it on one chip. There, that's your shout out. I'll give you a second. That's your shout out. What did you say? Your parents are dead? Good. I hope it happened in front of you. I hope they got their hands caught now in the garbage. Now they don't have to see the disappointment. Now they don't have to see the disappointment that you turned into. And then I hope that it was so. Uh, I hope now. I don't. I, you know what? I don't even like doing this as a bit. What type of revival am I having with the music playing behind me? And I'm, now I'm sorry about your parents, but your mom's alive. I know you're kidding. I don't like dark comedy. Um, so anyway, Danny. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Katie. Katie Levine. You guys are doing a great job. I want to thank also Mike for coming by. Peter on trumpet. Let his trumpet breathe a little, everybody. Let him show off for a second. And on keyboards, ladies and gentlemen, Timothy Harrison Ford. Timothy Harrison Ford, everybody. What a name. John Bram Wagner, ladies and gentlemen. And Katie Levine, we started all over with her. So I'm going to give it to you, and I want you to take control. Do you want to do it at your seat? Yeah. Okay, I want to hear you through the house. How come? Oh, wait, you know what? Let's get this mic. Oh, there. Now you're starting to hear me. Okay, there you go. Now. So do you want to use, yeah. As I sit here today amongst everybody, I want to. Okay, the band is in here. You tell them what to do. I'm going to shut up and enjoy. A wise, wise man once told me, he said, Glass breaks into a million pieces, but a million pieces do not break into glass. Can we all say that together? Glass breaks into a million pieces, but a million pieces do not break into glass. Now let's let's say it again and sing it, everyone. Glass breaks into a million pieces. But a million pieces do not break into glass. Amen. Now every, now every, amen, amen. Now every single one of you is one of those million pieces. Amen. And once, once upon a time, we all were a piece of glass. Hallelujah. But just know that when you break, you cannot break back into that piece of glass that you once were. That's right. And all of humanity once was one. All of humanity was one. Can I get an amen? Amen. Can I get an amen? amen. Sing it. Can sing I get it. a... Sing it, sister. Can sing I... it. You got to sing it, brother. Sing it. Sing it. I want you to sing it. Can I get an impression of your Samity Sam? Why I never... Why I never... It's pretty good. Sing it. You got to sing it. If all of humanity was once a piece of glass... And we were all one, and we were broken up into pieces. How can we break back into a single piece of glass? I ask. We look at the good book by Simon and Schuster. And in the good book, there's a part where Todd used to yell out the window at a mentally handicapped person. He didn't know better at the time, um, but he felt guilty about it for many years afterwards. But he, 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 he didn't know at the time. And his brothers took play, part in it too. And, and then the irony, he said, was that he wound up in the resource room 
months after this with that very same person. Well, that's not true, but everything up to then was true. I didn't well, want to lie. So what was the irony then? The irony is that, uh... See right there? Edit it out. Edit it in. Edit it out again. Anyway. Danny. Edit it out. Kobar. And we look back at the book, we say, Can we all be Como? Can we all be Como? The, the gardener who would get out and he wouldn't he wouldn't do it, but he had a vision for the for the landscape. And and there's a vision for every one of us. We can we all be Comos? Say it, I could be Como. I could be Komar! Say I could be Komar! I could be Komar! And you can all be Komar! Sing it! We can be Komar! We can be Komar! We can be Komar! And in the good book it says an introduction by Mark Marin that uh, for a long time you kept calling Mark and telling him you were you were gonna come on the show, but then you weren't sure when. Yes. Why don't you just mark a time on the calendar and then Well we did him. eventually. Anyway, all right, anyway, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, well, Danny. What? Yes. We got to say goodnight. Oh, man. But now it says in the publishing part of the book. Do you want to sing Habana Gila? I will, well, I will, sure. I will, can I sing something else? No, we got to close. We're okay. done. Can, can we sing a... Like we don't a, have time. Unless you can do it with the band. You start right, right now right, right. and you sing it. Otherwise, this is it. This is it. You turn to the band, you go, do this for me. Okay, we're going we're gonna to sing... Um, in the in the winter, in the summer, in the springtime, in the springtime. We get some reverb One, two, in his mind. three, in the springtime. What and if he I doesn't need know a lot it? Of trumpet. What if he doesn't know well, it? Just give me that. Ready? Um, two. Three. A lot of reverb in uh, in in uh, Danny Labelle's mic, please. In the springtime. In the springtime. I've got to get away from you in the springtime in the springtime when the sky is all so blue take it I love you in the summer and I love you in the fall but last night on the back porch baby I loved you best of all That's a fucking spicy show, Harris Whittles. John Brand Wagner will be the last name you hear when this podcast is over. His name slipped in right at the end. Well, John Brand Wagner, you got your. Wait, did I mention Cole Cabana? Yeah, you did. Oh. did I mention Wait, John Brand Wagner is supposed to be last. John Brand Wagner is supposed to be last. Did so I plug the show, the book? Yes. Let me just say, John Brand. 
Oh, guys, please. Did you mention Edinburgh, though? Stop it. Uh, Let me just hold did you say on. He'll be there the 4th through the 28th. No, I did say Harris Whittles. I no did shirt, wanna... no shoes, no cell phone service. Did, did, did I mention the tweet at Cole Cabana? Guys, I want it. Thank you for listening. That's the show. Did I Did I mention? No, stop the, with the even the one. Cole Cabana. No, guys, hold on. Tw- tw- Eric, you got to really hold on. Yeah, Eric. I want to say the last thing Todd on the Glass. show. I want to say the last thing. Okay, okay that's all. Please. I want it to be, and I, and I want it to be, and this is it, Katie. After this, shut the mics off. John Brand Wagner. Okay. 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 Why is that? Tweet it, Cole Cabana. Can I, uh, you could also tweet, let him know why. Uh, well, about the show that I'm doing. Can I mention it, Todd? <laughs> the Edinburgh show. Oh yeah, Cole Cabana will be there. Well, I'm Ripping doing a show and at the Edinburgh Comedy Festival in Scotland. I'm going to let you guys tire out because I'm not going to sit Evan here and Cassidy. Anyway, listen. Hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm done talking. Be very upset. Katie's Sound done club. talking. ITunes. So when you guys are all done talking, the show will be over. If somebody lets the other person have the last word and one of your instruments can, you know, one of the guys in the band can grow up, the show will be over. If you this don't is the last thing. This is the last thing I'm going to say. Good night. I've been dying to ask you this the whole time. Did you used to have a MySpace account? Of course. I think I recognize you from that. I think you I think you, I think you were a MySpace friend of mine. Oh yeah? You look very familiar. That's the only thing I could place you from. I think you could have been one of those hmm. MySpace friends. I don't remember. It was Did you have a sparkly ago. thing on your page that oh, well, sparkled? I think we all did. Yeah, I knew Okay, I knew. well, guess what? That's the end of the show. That's Tweet. what you did. <laughs> Thank you. That's the end of the show. That's the last thing well, people are going to hear. What about. did you think of that Robert Wall story? Oh, <laughs> it was good stuff. No, that was really... We might put that at the end. Last last word, Gabe on trumpet. Todd, last okay, thing. Okay, no, last just... Thing. Wh- what? Is that true what I heard from the head, head of the network? Yes. This was originally supposed to be our show. And of course it was. It. Good night. Okay. That's it. We're done. Call Cabana. Yeah. Good night. Thank you. Okay. Good night. John Bramwagon. Seriously, tweet at him. Call Cabana. Stretching it or not? If you don't know who he is, stop it. You're, uh, look it guys. Up. you're way behind. Thank you. Good night. When are you going to have Fred Stoller back in here? What are you, his manager? I'm Fred Stoller. It's you I like. It's not the things you wear, not the way you do your hair. But it's you I like The way you are right now The way down deep inside you Not the things that hide you Not your toys They're just beside you But it's you I like Every part of you Your skin, your eyes, your feelings Whether old or new And I hope that you'll remember Even when you're feeling blue That it's you I like It's you yourself It's you It's you It's you I like Nerdist.com